3: In
4: three, two, one. Keeping dogs properly and
3: responsibly—that is what we're trying to do. We can't do it anymore.
5: I was so angry listening to him. A hundred euro is all we get basically for our baby.
4: Between the jazz and Christmas, you know, you could slip in a bank holiday in you know late November, early December.
5: Join the conversation. Call 0818969696 96 96.
3: Extra WhatsApp 083 96, 96, 96.
5: Email opinion at ninety six fm.ie.
3: This is the opinion line with. PJ Coogan
6: Good morning 14th of April It's a day that we always remember As the last day of the Titanic Which sank early on the morning of the 15th of April Back in 1912 uh, 111 years ago I have, I'll give it to you in a minute I have the menu from the restaurant on the very last morning of Titanic, the third class breakfast mate wasn't bad now, to be fair. Neither was lunch or dinner, but there you go. Also, there's a story in the paper, I'll give it to you later, of a plan, a plan for the Titanic, which you might have seen if you've been to Belfast, to the museum up there. It's, it's drawn on linen. Huge thing! It's on for, It's for sale, and it could go for colossal money. We just think of the Titanic on on a, on a day like today. Of course, it's massive connections to Cove and all that. I remember when the hundredth anniversary came around in 2012. I was down in Cove, and Michael D Higgins was there with a huge event to mark that that occasion well, I'll come back to it I'll come back to it good morning to you 0818 96 96, 96 the number the text to WhatsApp 0833 96, 96, 96 and the email is opinion at 96 fmie gorgeous morning lovely lovely morning weather looks good uh, going to get colder over the weekend and then warm up a bit into next week and we could get a bit of proper spring between Monday and Wednesday is very promising, very, very promising Yesterday, yes I did because I had to I sat down to say, right, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch I'm going to watch Joe Biden addressing the Oireachtas because it's kind of what you do when an American president comes to town and they're addressing the Oireachtas, the Doll, the Shannon all there together and all the guests You do, because you wonder, what's he going to say? How's he going to say it? Um... He spoke, he was supposed to speak for, I think, 15 minutes and he spoke for the bones of, of half an hour. Uh, he's all over the front page of the newspapers this morning, which I thought is a lovely line. You know, mom, I made it kind of thing. Uh, that's lovely. And also, <laughs> he really needed to get, he should have had someone sit down with him on Air Force One on the way over and, and teach him a few words of Irish. It wouldn't have gone amiss. His attempt at being Thomas Owalia was good. But could have been better, I thought. So he spoke for the bones of half an hour, and then it became, It fell to uh, Corkman, Jerry Buttimer, to give the return address. So the opening speech was Count Coyle of the Dolls, Sean O'Farrell. And then President Biden spoke, and then Jerry had the opportunity to reply on behalf of the Houses of the Oroctus. But it wasn't really the overall reply that caught. My ear, and I think caught a lot of other people's ear. It was this very personal note, uh, very personal part of the speech from Jerry.
7: On a personal level, may I thank you for being one of the first leaders to publicly support marriage equality. You framed the debate as a simple proposition: Who do you love, and will you be loyal to that person that you love? With this statement, Mr. President. You held aloft your respect for diversity and others followed, including my very good friend Enda Kenny here, who, as part of his government, allowed us to have a referendum on marriage equality in our country. Your intervention was a truly transformative moment that changed the political narrative around marriage equality. And I thank you. Because of you and the generosity of the Irish people, I can wear this wedding ring as a symbol of my love for my husband, who's here today.
6: Nice moment, Gerry. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. How are you this morning? Very well, sir. Very well. You know, there's a saying. I don't know if it's politics or history or who said it first. Was the man who never changed his mind never changed anything? Joe Biden changed his mind on same-sex marriage because if you go
7: back far enough, you'll find him very opposed. 100, percent as did many other people, and that was the, the that was the tenet of what he was saying was that he was a quintessentially conservative Catholic member of the Senate who had voted against a number of measures during his political career, and then over time moved to a different position. Um, and if you may recall, at the time, President Obama was very much opposed. President Clinton had been opposed, as you know. Indeed. Um, and then across the world, people like David Cameron were were, were in a holding position, and the Kenny had put the, the matter to a Citizens' Assembly or a Constitutional Convention. <clears throat> and then here was this man... Who, in that Meet the Press interview, which I'm sure you've already um, seen, yes. came on, asked the question, and as I said yesterday, distilled it down to one simple sentence. And by that, he, in, in, in effect, put a bit of pressure on Barack Obama, who was the president. But equally, uh, it was people um, of his generation and others, as part of the marriage equality referendum, that came out in the droves, as you remember, to vote for. Oh. Marriage equality. Mm-hmm. So th- there needs to be, it's like the Good Friday Agreement, as I said, when, when, you, when you're in a position and you need to get something over the line, you need people to be the architect or the mover or the catalyst, and he was that.
6: Did you ever, I know you know him, or I've gotten to know him a bit, Jerry, because you've met him quite a number of times. Have you ever asked him, Joe or Mr. President, what did
7: change, your mind? Uh, yes, and he, and he said it to me yesterday, he said his mother and before she died said and I, I was a lovely line said, he said "Joy," he said "Joy." it's about people and their lives and making it better for them and it's about love and he said that was it. and as we were walking up the stairs yesterday I said to him I'm going to thank you for marriage equality and he said thank you and, and I had met him in 2016 because he'd been in Dublin Castle uh, for, for an event and, and members of the LGBT community were, were invited and we had a great conversation that way and I have a series of pictures on my phone with him on that occasion and it, it was kind of yesterday was was a special moment because i was single then today i'm married because of the generosity of the irish people and i mean that genuinely this wouldn't have happened if the irish people had said no and you know that um and and that's why i think it was important yesterday to acknowledge that we've all come on a journey life evolves people's positions move as you said and our society today like 25 years in the good friday agreement is a better place
6: when we i mean this is one of the most Senior, and he was then, even now, but he's now, but was then one of the most senior politicians on the planet, Vice President of the United States. And when he said, Yeah, I'm okay with this, what did that mean to you uh, as a gay man who wanted to marry the man you loved?
7: Well, it gave me a passport to talk to politicians here at home um, <clears throat> and say, Well, look, the Vice President at the time of the United States is in this, has this viewpoint. Others moved as well, then, and then it gave us an opportunity of a conversation that you know, we it was about people and, and their lives, and, and as he said, it was about love. And, and you know, we the, the debate was framed around that, but it, 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 it crystallized the debate into, into, into very easy propositions for people to understand, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and, and then secondly, as I say, which is very important, you, you take the intervention during the marriage equality campaign of people like Gay Byrne, Daniel Donald, Mary McAleese. All people, you know, of different strands of society, different ages, different audiences, different backgrounds. Um, they were pivotal, as was the Tell Your Granny campaign, as you may remember. Mm. But it was the older generation as well as the young people that kind of came out in the droves, if you know. And that was significant. But I think Joe Biden, to be fair to him, had a critical role in that because he was of that age, if you know what I mean.
6: Yeah. I remember my late dad at the time Jerry we talked about it in the run up to the referendum and I, remember, I never forget what he said he said I have no idea says he, why two men would want to marry each other <laughs> but, sure,
7: but where's the harm in it and the dad was a wise man you know, as he was a good man and, <laughs> and I was very friendly with him as you know and, 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 and look and that's what people that's what people did come down to in the end of the day was it's about two people and, and look thankfully the marriage referendum passed yeah. and, and yesterday was just a special day and it was my opportunity to say thank you to him which I did L- lastly jerry
6: um bobby wayne by the way and and his husband of course up in dundalk got to meet the president the previous day and i was chatting with 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 bobby yesterday but but he comes across as a fierce likable Ofla. how much of it is too sweet to be sugar or is it all genuine nice man joe
7: it's, well, the piece that I've seen on the occasions I met him, it's it's really a genuine warmth and, and, and affinity for people. He's a politician, and, and he got to where he, he didn't get to where he was, but be nice the whole time, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> He's the most powerful man in the world, if you like. Um, but yesterday, I mean, I, I, I was conscious of Pat O'Connell meeting the Queen, and that was in the back of my head. And I always remember Pat saying to me that, you know, the Queen was just lovely, and it, and yesterday, Joe Biden was equally as nice in terms of his time with people he was very very pleasant to, to, to the members of staff and to people here in the house in that he just took his time, he was chatting to everybody he shook hands, took the phone off people for selfies, I met him in room two for a piece before he, we walked up the stairs and he said, let's do a selfie and I've, I, I posted a photograph on Instagram, I said of my selfie with him and he took the selfie photograph for a lot of people here yesterday and he was a dab handed let me tell you, yeah. but he was a very nice genuine man and equally his sister uh, and, and She's got were, strong car connections, you mentioned that, what are they? She, she, has, she has a, 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 a Cork connection down to East Cork, and I think it's important in, in, in your show and other shows that we we invite her down to Cork in the future. But the, the connection is is, is, is is interesting from the point of view that it, it's 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 dating back to to the Owens family, um, and and it's 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 a long story in terms of that. There's, there's a gentleman in East Cork through um, James O'Connor, who uh, a man called Michael Lynch, but the the, the, the The Owens family, at the turn of the century, Bridget Long left East Cork and emigrated to the United States where she married a man called John Owens. Um, and Deputy James O'Connor from, from East Cork um, has traced this with Michael Long from, from County Waterford. But it, it's an East Cork connection in, in terms of the, the part where James O'Connor represents with the with the, with the Owens family. <clears throat> and Michael Long is, is an interesting character himself. But the, the, the Biden-Owens connection is through her marriage. And she is, she is very... I, I spoke to her at, at, at Dublin Castle last night, and she would love to come to Cork, and she has said to me that she will come down. But it, it, it's something that we, I hope, will develop in terms of a connection with Cork, and Deputy James O'Connor um, has, has has been instrumental in getting that okay. kind of link. But it, it's nice to have a Cork connection. I did say yesterday to President Biden in my speech that the next time he comes, I hope he comes and visits Cork, because it is important that we, we had John F. Kennedy, and I think now we should invite the next president no. back, or the President Biden back, or the next president back with the, if he doesn't run.
6: Okay. Jerry, well, I think we all, we all know this. I think he will run at this stage. It seems to be inevitable. Jerry, on a, on a personal note, I was very happy for you yesterday. As most people know, I DJed at your wedding and it was one yeah. of the best, one of the best <laughs> parties we ever had. But thank you for that. Uh, Senator Jerry Buttimer and uh, my best to Kruhur as well, Jerry. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Big moment yesterday in the Doyle. Uh, using Bobby Wayne and his husband's restaurant on the walkabout. Says Kate was also a huge statement. It was. It was indeed. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Look, there are people messaging the show to say you're not thinking about Afghanistan. You're not thinking about NATO. You're not thinking about. There, they all have their moment. They all have their their point. But for now, we just thought we'd touch base with Jerry Buttimer after those strong comments at the end of Joe Biden's address yesterday. Khan says, the Taoiseach, can you boost that font? I'll do it there, lads, one second, just a tiny bit. Um, The Taoiseach mentioned Ukraine three times yesterday. Does he think we're stupid? He's leading us down a path to NATO membership. Also, Senator Bottomer mentioned the Citizens' Assembly. I don't agree with that at all. Aren't we supposed to be a democracy? Where does it fit in? leaving aside the issue of gay marriage, they're now going to be looking for drug legalisation and cutting down on emissions. I really fear what's going to be coming out of those consultations for crime and for inflation. But I would have thought, Con, as a Democrat, and you and I have spoken, you consider yourself a Democrat. Surely a citizens' assembly is a very democratic setup, where we take citizens of the, sta- of the state, we bring them together, We discuss something with them. We come up (coughs) with agreements or we come up with, excuse me, recommendations out of a citizens' assembly and then we either go and do it or we don't. Thank you, Khan. We'll file that under... It's a view.
3: Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Line.
5: With the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie. Cork's
3: 96 FM. Casey and Ross in the morning. Weekdays six. 6- 9 on
5: Cork's 96 FM.
3: Do you get on well with the kids? I do. Do they, do, do <laughs> they, <laughs> they on with you? Do they like it? Sometimes. Okay. Hey, Jeremy,
8: do you love your mummy?
3: Uh, Not too much. Know, why? <laughs> See, I knew. I knew there's, some, there's something going on in this house. Amazing.
8: <laughs>
3: what, what's going on? Why do you not love your mummy too much?
5: Because she shouts and roars. Oh, oh my God. God the whole
6: truths are coming she out of yeah, right, hell. She, she only does that because you won't put your shoes on. Probably. No. Is it, because no. You, is it because you wear your underpants on your head? No. Uh, no. No. Uh-huh.
9: Lads, you're all going to Thunderland. <laughs> hey! I can't believe you said
1: jokes and they're roaring. No, on the- you, you <laughs> That's, That's your me. job. <laughs>
9: <laughs> Casey and
5: Ross in the morning. You can now order your 231 electric Skoda Emiak from No DC Cars. Skoda's sales dealer of the year. Exclusively Skoda in the city. Skoda 96 F10. Join the conversation Email opinion
6: at 96fm.ie
3: This is The Opinion line with PJ Coogan Cork's 96FM
6: Just for a second
3: I want to mention the
6: uh, tragic passing yesterday of young Craig Breen, the rally driver. I know he had a lot of friends around West Cork and I think he took part in the Clonacilty St. Patrick's Day Parade and of course there was a rally with the West Cork rally it was headquartered in Clon that weekend I had some small bit of involvement with rallying myself a few years ago did some media work with the Cork 20 people and I, I learned about the elite of rallying and Craig Breen was one of the elite uh, if you think of the Formula 1 drivers that we watch Sunday after Sunday you know, Alonso and, and Max Verstappen and all those lads Craig Breen was at that level in rallying. He was one of the top twenty drivers in the whole world. And um rallying's a huge sport in Ireland at all levels. Fellas in little boxcars and little souped up fiestas and all that flying around the weekends. But what well, Craig Breen was at, if you like, the Formula One level of rallying. And such a tragedy. Such a young and incredibly talented young driver. Um and very sad to hear of his passing yesterday following that accident in Croatia. Somebody else that passed away during the week, a man I hadn't seen for many, many years, but had great respect for and had had incredible fun with during election coverage for 96FM over the years was Pat Wagner, former senator and lifelong advisor and policy director with the Labour Party. But I was shocked to hear and saddened to hear of pat's passing also during the week i hadn't seen pat for many a long day but we used to have great fun together at election time in account center because he was one of the best analysts of election tallies and election trends that i ever met but he was demon he was an absolute demon he could bring any discussion back (laughs) to the labor party I liked him for that. Liked him a lot. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Now Daniel, Daniel Scannell. Um, more people are vaping now, I think, than I ever saw smoking. And you want no one. You seem to see no one smoking in public places now. But you want a ban
10: on vapes in public places too. Good morning. Uh, good morning, PJ. Yes, um, I'll tell you for a reason. Uh, smoking is also allowed outside. In um, areas where food is allowed to, uh, when you eat food, uh, these little restaurants on streets have been allowed since COVID to put tables outside their premises and uh, outside eating is encouraged. Yeah. Now, I uh, I was coming back from Waterford once and I stopped off at a little place in Dungarvan. And it's a nice little restaurant uh, overlooking the bay where the tide goes in and out there, it's, mm. it's a nice spot. And the, the day wasn't perfect, but it was quite pleasant. So I decided to have my food outside. And um, a shower came, and uh, the, uh, the over there was a overhang t- coming out of the shop. Yeah, it's um, an awning, yeah. It an awning, yes. And uh, the tables on the outside of that were pulled in to avoid the shower. Now there was two people smoking there. And one uh, stopped smoking and put her f- cigarette in the ashtray and was on the phone for for a little while. And the smoke was wafting over to me, and I'm I'm sort of an anti-smoker of all descriptions. And right. it, I got annoyed by the smoke, and I asked her politely if she'd put the cigarette out while she was on the phone. And she drew a big gulp of smoke in and blew it at me. Now... I think that was a height of bad manners. That wasn't the nicest thing she'd done that day, no. No, 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 and I told her so in no uncertain manner. But I had to go inside then to finish off what was a meal or coffee, or whatever I was having at the time. Now, that's that's smoking. Now, I I was up outside the uh, CUH, sat in a bus shelter. An old lady came up on one of these Zimmer frames... Yeah. Uh, with wheels on the front and um she pushed away along and she was looking for a seat because the place was, was full so I was shifted up so she could sit down by me and um without asking me if she could or couldn't she took out this huge vape mm. took a big suck on it and uh blew it out all over me basically right now there's manners and there's manners, and that isn't manners. And I, I had to get out and go out. It's a cold day, and I had to go outside, and it's sort of raining as well. So I had to stand outside, waiting for the bus. But
6: why, uh, why did the vape bother you so much, Daniel? I mean, all that comes out of them is steam, water vapor.
10: No, they're not. No, no, there's not. I mean, they suck those cigarettes. They suck those vapes to get nicotine and whatever. Uh, what other? Rubbish is in there that's making them addictive to them because they're they're made addictive, uh, and I I think and a lot of people thought after the smoking ban which Neil Martin was brave enough to bring in first country to do it I think in the world and uh, and <clears throat> this um, this vaping is getting out of hand. Uh, mm. It's with it, children are, are taking it up. There's there's chemicals in the cigarettes in the vapes. Sorry, there's nicotine. There was there was a lady on your program not so long ago talking about it. that children are becoming addicted. Yeah. to vapes.
6: Well, that that is definitely a concern, Daniel. That they can get them and they can get them way too young, and they're getting addicted. That's absolutely true. But I would be, also have be, spoken be, be to countless be, below, people be, below,
10: below the age be, be, below the age of ten. Yeah, and they're getting addicted to nicotine. Yeah. And they'll go on to cigarettes, and they'll yeah. go on to. Um, passion. I'll go on to all these other things that 's going on my, uh, my, I, my my son I would also, my, also
6: spoken to sorry, Daniel I would also spoken to a lot of people though who said that they managed to quit smoking because they used a vape to get off
10: uh, yes, yes, and I know I know people my son is one of those right. he was on cigarettes, he used a vape to try to get off he was on the vape for two years, and then he he got a, an infection between his lungs and his ribs, and he was in hospital for several weeks and nearly died yeah. now we can't say it was a vape for definite but I can't think what yeah. else it was
6: Well we do now, know that there's a there's a thing called popcorn popcorn right, lung and, yeah. and and polyps and all that so the damage it's doing to the vapour, uh, certainly the jury is very much out on it but it, we are told at least it's a lot safer to be in the presence of a vape than it is to be in the presence <laughs> of a cigarette for the rest uh, of us I mean
10: well, I, yeah, I think uh, passive smoking was a was a thing that was going on when cigarettes were allowed to be smoked in pubs and yep. restaurants and offices and and people. You, you see programs now going back. Uh, um, old programs that come up and everybody's smoking. Oh, and crazy. Passive, yeah. passive, passive smoking was, a, was killed a lot of people, and I think Neil Martin, with his bravery, saved a lot of people's lives. Stopping right. passive smoking. Do,
6: do you in, in think public. passive vaping is as bad now? Yeah,
10: I do. I do. Honestly do. Uh, we, I, lo- I love music, all sorts of music. Rock yeah. music, folk music, uh, traditional music, all sorts sure, of so. music. And I'd I'll, I'll, I'll probably not go into a pub if it wasn't for going to listen to music. Right. Now, now, Most pubs won't let you vape inside, though. They they got notices up in some places, but people still vape because it's not illegal. Yeah. It hasn't been made illegal to vape inside of a, a pub or a, a nightclub. I'm or not a, so
6: sure about that. If you put uh, up a uh,
10: sign, if you put there, up I, a I sign, I know I know, of, I know of places where there were seven signs, and there are still people vaping and and blowing it up their up their cuff and down their jumper and anywhere else. Can, can we check uh, that? Because
6: I'm I'm just. I want to be sure that we're correct. Can we check that, um, Fergal or Emer? Is it, is it, it's illegal, we know, to smoke in your workplace or smoke in a pub or smoke indoor? Is it illegal to vape? Because I know you can't vape on a bus, you can't vape on a train. No, but you can... Any, you can, any uh, pub tariff. I've ever been in, you can't vape either.
10: No, uh, I haven't seen too much on a bus, but uh, bus uh, shelters, yes, they vape and they smoke in, in bus shelters yeah. and that's a... That's a, I know it's got an open end in it, set, uh, into the open air I'm, I'm, I'm sort of suggesting that pubs and places that, um, and nightclubs should have a special room where people who want to smoke themselves to death or vape mm. themselves to death can go into and have, a va- and have evacuation, have a, mm. a vacuum yeah. similar to a crematorium so they can clean the air before it's blown well, out Most into the- pubs have a smoking
6: area don't they and, and that kind of thing
10: well, <laughs> you, you've, PJ, you've been past pubs on a busy Saturday night, and there's people stood outside the door vaping and smoking. No. Yeah, and well, I know, walk, I know somebody. To, you, I know
6: somebody not too far from here who met her met her husband in a smoking area, and I don't, yeah, think, I don't I, think I, I don't think he don't, even smoked.
10: No, I know this happens. Some of my friends, my, even my best friend, possibly smokes, and he smoked all his life, and uh, he won't pack up now. Yeah, but. I mean, the thing is, it affects other people, and it affects their uh, vapors. Uh, affect other people's pleasure in listening to music or eating food as much as smoking does, especially outside. So, at, so sorry, as especially I, said, I,
6: I have never seen, I have never seen anybody vaping in a pub in my time. But well,
10: you yeah, say you I, have. You, you don't, you don't go very often then, PJ. I mean, the thing is. I've had to stop people. Try this up. it's not allowed. They, mm-hmm. okay. But sat, when I, I'm sat next to it, I'm not going to put up with it. And they look at you like like you're some sort of I don't know something that shouldn't be shouldn't be there. They,
6: yeah, someone someone is telling me here that Virgil actually is a, frequents a particular cafe. Uh, quite regularly, and there are signs up inside asking people not to vape, and, and they still do vape. In, in, in the pubs that I would go to would have a smoking area, so I've never seen it, but then again, I don't know, I don't know. But you no, want, you, you would like the law to clamp down on, on, on passive vaping as it did on passive smoking?
10: Yes, yes, and especially where people are eating food outside. You, you, now, if you're a non-smoker... You cannot go outside of a little restaurant or something that's serving lovely food, and uh, it's very rare anyway, that somebody isn't vaping or smoking in that area.
6: Truthfully, Uh Dennis, or Daniel, truthfully, and my listeners will know this because I've often said I have never smoked in my entire life. In fact, if you gave me a cigarette and a match, I wouldn't know where to start, even now at this stage of my life. But outdoors, I've no problem with it. Someone else smoking.
10: Even if, you, even if you were eating and they were smoking on the next day. Mo- well,
6: most people that I know who smoke would have enough respect
10: not to do it when when I'm eating, but yeah. Well, I don't know. I've been outside the restaurants and they've smoked and they throw their fag butts down wow. and then the people who own the restaurants have to go down their hands and knees picking up cigarette butts. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I've seen it and I've said to them and they said, well, there's places to put the fag butts. But they those cigarette butts get washed into the... Drains get, get washed into the rivers and and run out uh, to the sea, and it's a pollution.
6: There's all that. There's all that. I think you'd be thinking along the lines of what they're doing in New Zealand, maybe where they want to completely outlaw cigarettes over a period of time, or anything to do with smoking. It's a conversation. Thank you, Daniel, for starting it. Daniel believes that we now need to get as tough on passive vaping as we did on passive smoking, that we need to tighten up the rules where people do vape in some premises where they're not supposed to smoke, but there's no law against vaping. So even if there's a poster on the wall, I'm being told here that people will actually vape under the flipping poster. But that's so typically Irish, Tommy Tiernan would write a sketch about it. What do you think of what Daniel is saying, though? Has vaping gone that little bit too far? Floor is yours. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. I don't have a horse in the race because I don't. I never have smoked. Uh, many of my best friends smoke, um, but I never have. But it doesn't actually bother me. It never really has bothered me. Now, what would bother you is getting an ESB bill. We got ours recently for the second part of the year, and I go
3: <laughs>
6: But that's just us at home. Um, twenty four thousand four hundred what hang on a second i thought it was a misprint twenty four thousand four hundred and seven euro and four cents kerry o'neill joins me from fitzpatrick's food store the very famous fitzpatrick's food store in glountown kerry that's a huge bill yeah
11: yeah is that your first um, or second of the year no this is our first of the year but um to be honest with you these bills kind of started for us last september um and um we've been dealing with them but i i i'm still not used to it i think because and that's why i had posted yesterday um just so people you know i know people understand this is still going on but sometimes i think when it's not mentioned you know people forget You're right. and um We, um, you know, we we had I had locked us into um, a contract price up to last June. I did that the year before, I think really because we were just in the new shop and I wanted to know what I'd be paying for my electricity because everything was so new. And I was very lucky I did that because it was obviously before everything kind of fell out and. So we had locked into a rate of 21 cents up until June last year. And then in June last year, the best rate they could give me for a day rate was 43, nearly 44 cents. So our bills doubled. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and I pulled out the bill from last year because there's a couple of people commented th- saying, you know, could you actually show. So the bill for the same period last year was 14,267. Yeah. So. There's a 10 grand of a difference and actually that difference would be more except for the fact that um, I've been like a woman on a mission trying to bring elements of this bill down um, since the start of this year. You were looking,
6: I I think we talked talked before I think Kerry, you were looking into solar, how far down that road did you go?
11: Yeah, so I, I've, I've gone a good bit down that road, if I'm honest, PJ. So um, I had, well, I had been very lucky to apply for one of the local enterprise boards and got um, one of those kind of vouchers that they do for businesses. And we got um, an energy consultant in. Now, that actually only happened in the beginning of January because there was just a bit of a lead time. Um, and to be fair, he went around our building. Now, our building is new. So, you, you know, we're only here in this building since 20. 20 really, 2021. Yeah. Um So like all of our, all, most of our equipment is brand new. So it's all like, you know, good energy use. We've all LED lights, all of that. But yeah. look, I still said to him, look, we need to look at something and w- what can we do? Can we improve this? Um, and obviously the solar issue came up as well. So he, he he made recommendations for different things, which we put in place straight away in January. and like they're small things now, like changing your fridge or your freezer, which I think works for home as well, like even by one degree will make a difference to the energy consumption. And obviously we've loads of fridges and freezers here because we're a food business. So I have five cold rooms and freezers on site. and um you know we we did a, a number of things and i have to say now our team really rode in behind us um because we were talking about not leaving ovens empty getting ovens switched off as soon as production was done you know even lights going in and out of places like that they're 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 switching things off um and that's really been a help so we've we've managed to reduce the consumption from last year to this year by 16% which is really amazing. See, that's you know? a sick.
6: That's a sickener, isn't it? Because your bill, your bill from now to compared to last year, your bill oh, yeah. is ten grand dearer than yeah. it was this time last year. But you've cut your use by sixteen. Yeah. That's a sickener. You kind of wonder,
11: yeah. what
6: am I doing here?
11: Yeah. And like, to be honest with you, I've been, you know, at the time when you're making a call like that to lock something in, you're not sure if it's the right call. But no. we, we had gotten an update every month on where the rates went to from last June to now. And like the rates have dropped from what I'm on right now, but I'm locked into a contract <sighs> till June. Yeah. And I and to be honest with you, I could try and break it, but I don't really want to do that. Um, And like we have availed of the government grant, which can I say, because I know my accountant said recently not a lot of places had actually applied for that because it was a bit challenging to apply for it. They didn't make it easy. This
6: is the T-Best scheme. Of that 10K, you should be, by my calculations, and they're very crude, you should be entitled to get some of that 10K back. Are you?
11: Yeah, 40% of it. So four. We'll get four of it back. Um, and we, but we obviously availed of that, like the minute that came out, we went through the process to do it. And I I definitely recommend anybody to do that because it's a help, but like, it's not enough of a help because, so for example, we went to look at the solar panels and I have contacted every possible avenue to see, is there a grant for small, medium businesses to go and invest in solar panels and all of that. And. And and no, no, is the answer to that question, actually. No, just um, there's, you know, there's grants available for private residents, which is great and absolutely should be there. And there's grants available for kind of farms farming but nothing for businesses. And so like I went and looked at this with three suppliers. Um they've come they've looked obviously our roof. We've we've two roofs here which looks great from when you're on the ground floor but one of them is pretty much covered in extraction hoods and other requirements that we had to put in mm-hmm. when we were constructing. So we only actually have the ability to put 35 kva on our roof and and that's actually small. No, it's still something, but it's small because we would be mm. kind of generally drive using your, about... To drive 100.
6: your lights, wouldn't it, and to drive your, 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 lower, yeah, yeah. your lower draw stuff.
11: Yeah, but the cost of putting that in, if I was to try and do that right now, the cost of putting it in would be 80000 And I don't have that money to and do is that. that.
6: Tax, is that tax deductible, Kerry?
11: You can write it off in a certain way. So but like you still have to come up with the money to pay for that. And like, even though we obviously had only the increases for six months of last year, our bill for electricity was up 42,000 last year on the year before. And if if and obviously this government scheme is only until the end of April and they have changed now to 50 percent from March and April. And again, I will reiterate, like any businesses, it, you know, it is a bit of a headache to go through it, but but go through the process and do it because at least the support is there and it's something. But like our, our bill this year, like is set to be up another like in total for the year. I, my estimate right now is our bill will be 65,000 higher than it has been from 2021.
6: Good God.
11: And like, this is like, and people don't see that.
6: That's bordering on um, unsustainable, Kerry. It,
11: it, completely, completely. So, you know, when people look at things and, and and this is the other thing I will say, so obviously electricity is, fe- is affecting everybody, personally and business, but for food businesses right now, like ours, we're not only being hit with those things, but we're also being hit with all the ingredients costs, which can I say for the last 12 months, have just gone out of control. And I know people see this in their shopping basket, but, like, for us, it's more the raw ingredients to make and put everything. We make a lot of things on site, you know. Um, But, like, even recently, we had an increase of 28% on a bucket of Hellman's mayonnaise. I mean, Hellman's mayonnaise for me is a staple mayonnaise product for most, you know, delis or or they might use another brand. The
6: the, the big heavy catering
11: bucket. The 10 litre. Yeah. The 10 litre. Yeah. And I mean, and even up to the end and start of this year, like our butter that was originally costing us 180 euros went to 295 for the same box and the same butter. So yeah, look I it, was only it, listening to a, not, an
6: update on inflation yesterday actually. I was reading a, a bit of a breakdown into the figures and okay. the headline rate as they're saying is starting to stabilize or even starting to turn, but food inflation last year was over 13%.
11: Well, as you mentioned interest rates, let me tell you this. So my obviously I have a big loan for this building. I wouldn't have been able to do what I did without it. My interest charges on my loan increased. It's not that it's the charge, but increased by twenty four thousand last year.
6: Holy moly!
11: And so, two weeks ago, I had to make a call to either freeze some of my loan because I've, at the moment, I have a two point two million euro loan sitting with the Bank of Ireland, and I had to make a call. I'm I'm caught for breath even
6: hearing that number, Kerry. Sorry now. Oh,
11: listen. uh, I had to take a few deep breaths as well when I was um, looking at that, because look, uh, you know, you can I ask lots of people, and of course, I would always get advice. I'm not in that sector, but and no one can give you a crystal ball. But like when I'm told, like the rates are going up because they're trying to get down inflation, I don't know how that's helping businesses, because all of these increases, the only way people can keep their doors open is by putting their prices up and like I suppose part of the reason I share things like the electricity and even about the interest rates today is because I, I, I really want people to understand that the extra pricing that's going on, these products, it's not going into business owners' pockets. No, it's not. This is going to pay the costs. So like you imagine, so I, I fixed, I don't know whether I'm right or wrong to have done it, PJ, but I fixed a million euro of our loan for the next four years and Again, I don't know if I've made the right call on that now or not, but I've done it because honestly, I can't take a risk of it going up another percent because it it's for us that's it's it's because of the size of the loan it's 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 big money you know. So, man. yeah, no, <laughs> been no. hit by a little bit every which way. And, you know, I spoke to a man yesterday who's also a family business, a smaller operation. And, you know, he said something yesterday to me and I, I actually really resonated with me. And I said to him, how, how is business? And he said, look, we still have people coming in. We still have people, which is the same for us. And we're so grateful for our customers coming in the door here. Well, you've, you've got, like, a, you've got a first really rate hard.
6: product, Kerry. Let's let's call a spade a spade here. Yeah. You've got a first yeah. class outlet down there.
11: Thank you for that. Well, and, and to be honest, you're catching me on a good week because we just came out of Easter last week and we had, oh, we had such such an amazing Easter and our, our department's created beautiful Easter treats and, you know, that's always a fun mm. kind of week and we got loads of positive feedback from people and people were loving our cream egg cookies and all the treats and stuff and that kind of gives you a bit of a boost but, you know, he said to me yesterday, you know, it's just gotten so expensive now to do business and so hard and he goes, it's like the fun is gone. And I said to him, I know exactly what you mean, you know, that's, that's because sad. look. Yeah, yeah. When you're in this game and you you're, you work for yourself and obviously my family are here a long time, my mom still works with me as well. Um, you know, part of it is the buzz and the, you know, the whole thing of it and, and providing something special for people and like being part of people's occasions for catering and all of that. But so much of that kind of feel, you know, good feel factor and, and, and you know, the, the fun of that and the getting all the stuff ready and um, it's it's really been pushed down by all of this. Like I've never watched our bank account as much as I have no. since last October, no. like I've staged my electricity payments. I've staged my insurance payments. I, I, I've had to. I, yeah. I, I, I don't have a choice, yeah. you know.
6: No, it's it's, it's, um, it's it's very it's very hard for people like you. And yeah. it's very hard for everybody, Kerry. We, there's not a day goes by here that we don't get someone sending us in a screenshot of their ESB bill or their gas bill. And they go from businesses like yourselves to people just running an ordinary home and wondering how oh, in God's yeah. name am I supposed to pay this?
11: And listen, for people, private individuals, like there needs to be more done for people for that. I mean, and I mean, I have a very good woman that does like a comparison of your like electricity prices and who's doing what and all of that. And like when I asked her, like, are these going to shift down? Because there was a good jump down in February. Oh yeah. um, But then it's been a half cent now this month. A half a cent. These electricity crowds are making... Million. The reductions, like,
6: and I said this before and I'll say it again, that the wholesale the price of, if you like, the price of making electricity mm. has tu- has tumbled but yeah. I, I, those re- the reductions will have to be beaten out, I mean beaten out of the mm-hmm. suppliers to get them back yeah. to the rest of us. Kerry, I wish you well with that wonderful, wonderful place you have, uh, Fitzpatrick Food Store in Glanton. horrible, horrible bills, and they will those reductions will have to be Beaten out of the suppliers.
3: Join the conversation. This is the opinion line. With the Cork City Marathon.
5: Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at corkcitymarathon.ie.
1: Cork's 96F. Corks 96 FM invites you to run the Cork City Marathon.
5: Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie for Sunday, June 4th. Do it now
1: with Corks 96
6: FM. People thanking Kerry for the very honest discussion that we had there with regard to the cost of doing business. Everyone's gas and electric costs are gone up at home. I was doing my sums the other day. Second round of bills went out of Coogan Towers bank account. This month, and I was working it out just for a pal of mine. He, he was asking me how much it was costing, he told me how much his was costing. And between gas and electric, since January 1 at Coogan Towers, we have dropped not far shy of 1850. Not far shy between gas and electric since January 1. Last year they would have been expensive because it's a high time of the year but we'd have been out of it for less than half that, less than half that PJ inflation seems to be coming down slowly, oil, gas other products but suppliers and wholesalers are not passing it on I don't think prices if anything will come down again, they'll stay at the same, suppliers will always profiteer from the less well off, well if you look at the price of petrol and diesel at the pumps now, it's well down again It's down to I would call Manageable prices Again You're 159 I think I saw For diesel The other day And 162 Or 163 For petrol It's manageable It's nothing like The 110 Or 115 You we we're paying Pre-pandemic But it is what it is It certainly ain't The 205 Or 207 We were paying A few months back But you're going To stop it Going back up again
3: <laughs> The mines are live. Join the conversation.
5: Call 0818
3: 969696. 96, 96
5: Text or WhatsApp 083
3: 396 96, 96 Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is The Opinion line with PJ Coogan. Cox 96 FM.
6: <laughs> Just see a, a question or an answer coming in there to our... Uh, Little game with uh, with Soundstore and the Gardena robotic lawnmower. Today's clue, you've got the answer right, but I, I need to read that comment out because it's gas. You've exactly the same problem as I have. 0818969696. If you're a member of a mom's WhatsApp group, listen up. I have something coming up for you. Um, those groups, you know, they're like little cults. Uh, they, I'm being you get told from time, what comes up in a mom's WhatsApp group there are no rules and we husbands and fathers we are read and spelt on those groups all the time oh, I'm fully aware of it we are like do you know however <laughs> there's nothing's, and this one's a, 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 there's a Facebook group now as well where absolutely everything is, is on the table. I'll get to that in just a sec. But uh, I mentioned this at the very top of the programme and then I got lost in conversation, as happens. 14th of April 1912, of course, was the last day of the ill-fated Titanic. And I had the breakfast menu. There's some wonderful Titanic memorabilia stuff on social media. And here's a breakfast menu for third class now, for... You know, people like you and me, ordinary passengers who'd have been third class on the Titanic on 14th of April 1912. For your breakfast, you could have had porridge or kippers. Gotta hate kippers. If there's one thing in the world, I would do. Ham and eggs, rashers, I suppose, rasher and eggs, uh, bread and butter, tea, coffee, marmalade for the bread and butter, Swedish bread. I'm not too sure what that is. I imagine you get it Would you get a bit of toast Probably not But you get your Porridge uh, Jacket potatoes you Get jacket potato For your breakfast On the Titanic This day in, in 1912 Just sharing it For what it's worth On the day that it is 0818 96, 96 96 Bernie then says With regard to smoking When you're eating outside If I'd my way I'd ban the outdoor dry dining too Won't you Bernie Would you, Bernie? They made all kinds of promises. And they were designing all sorts of outdoor areas. But what we're left with since lockdown is a load of crowded footpaths. Well, you're not wrong on the crowded footpaths, but I think some of the outdoor dining areas that we have are lovely. They really are really, really nice. Like, I love... No, I know it's my local and all that, but I love Barry's one. The garden out the back is fantastic, and there's some great ones. And uh, over in... Uh, over at the Flynn Enterprise, the courtyard there, Mipal, Finbar, and Dolly, and the O'Shea family, their their outdoor space is just awesome, absolutely wonderful. But Bernie, you're right, you're right. There's just a lot of overcrowded pavements as well uh, around the place. Now, in recent years, huge explosion in the popularity of mum groups. Now, these are mums who are sharing parenting questions with one another. Actually, I think some of them are just a bitching session give out about the poor fella in your life but I'm sure it is, I'm sure it's all right but there's a new there's a load of them on Facebook, there's a bunch of them on WhatsApp Sasha Hamrogue, you set one up um, a number of years ago because you literally had no one to turn to when your first child was born they don't come as we've said before they don't come with an instruction book and there was no one to show you so you set up Mamas Working 9 to 5 and Beyond on Facebook. Morning.
12: Hi. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me on. Um, yeah, that's true. About five years ago, I set it up. It was about a year after I had my, my first, my daughter. So um, She was born in 2017 and, I, you know, I, I actually found the early stages of motherhood when when she was a baby, and when I was on maternity leave, really blissful. Um, it was it was such a I had such a clear purpose to look after her and care for her, and I was just so grateful that she was in the world, and healthy, and that I had her here with me. So that part I found like I was doing okay. It was when I had to return to work that yeah. I thought, oh dear how do women balance this? How do mothers figure this out? There were so many moving parts and I really did not have the answers. So, um, because my own parents had passed, um, I, I definitely thought, well, I think I need to crowdsource or outsource this information. Um, so I set up the group, um, in, in 2018 and of course, didn't think anyone would join, you know, um, but lo and behold, we've got over 4,000 members now and it's such a positive active supportive group where women are helping each other navigate this experience of balancing career and motherhood
6: what were the things that you were uncertain of as you prepared to go back to work I I assume things like mom guilt and and all that but 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 you wanted to find a try yeah I mean it's
12: I definitely think I think you know we talk about a village, and it takes a village with a family. And traditionally, years ago, we would have had a lot more sense of community, physical community around us, whether that's living near family um, or having friends that live nearby. And that wasn't something um, that's changing. And that's becoming a lot more virtual. And especially during COVID, that became a lot more virtual. So I think that notion of a village and a tribe is really, really important. And it's just changing how maybe that communication happens. Um, I know you were mentioning WhatsApp groups as well. And I think those are really active for for women as well, because motherhood doesn't stop you know, it doesn't finish at 5 p.m. <laughs> mm. It tends to go on. You know, I have a two-year-old. I was awake most of last night as well. You know, it goes on all through the night. And oftentimes you might reach out to a friend at 2 o'clock in the morning and say, oh, the baby's not feeding or not sleeping. And you're bound to find someone else awake who's saying, yeah, I know I have to get to work at 8 o'clock, you know, yeah, and you're trying yeah. to work it out together.
6: Yeah, you're not on your own, darling. I can do, I can do absolutely no. nothing for you, but you're not on your own. <laughs> that actually matters, exactly. I
12: think. It does. And that's it you just you said it so well. It's that you're not on your own. They might not have the answer. They might not be able to come over and help you or give you a a couple of hours sleep. But what they can do is tell you, God, that was me last night, or you'll be okay, or you know, you're not alone in this.
6: Can I ask what that Okay. So there you are sitting up with a child at four o'clock in the morning. The child just will not sleep. You've got a meeting at half past eight. You need to maybe make a presentation at nine o'clock and you're, you're, you're kind of, how am I going to even function? And then your, your pal on Facebook or WhatsApp or wherever says, ah, oh, that was me last night. That does absolutely nothing for you, Sasha. I would have thought, or is that a man thing?
12: Well, it, if you mix that with coffee, it actually does have a <laughs> pretty good effect. <laughs> um, no, I think I think, I think think it does. Um, certainly in my experience, it does. And I think from the women in the group, you know, I think you, you mentioned maybe these groups being, you know, kind of catty or drama filled um, in the intro there. But like this particular group that I've set up, the thing I think I'm most proud of is just how supportive it is. I think women who are trying to balance career and motherhood wouldn't dare judge each other (laughs) because we just know how hard it is and so judging how another woman does it is just not what this is about it really is about just saying actually do you know what i mean there was women giving advice about how to manage the laundry piles one that i loved so much a piece of advice get everyone in the family a color of socks so the dad has black socks the mom has red socks the the two kids have purple and blue so that you never have to try and match up socks again you know whose socks are who and these little pieces of things that might make that day just slightly easier
6: yeah yeah laundry yeah yeah i i, I haven't <laughs> bought any bought anything other than black socks in about 12 years because for that smart exact, move. for that exact reason it's a smart move now i'd yeah. buy black socks for everybody then it doesn't matter whose socks you've got on, but I think you have to... Be a yeah, well,
12: that's the other thing. The whole family could have the same colour. That works, too.
6: <laughs> yeah, and, and like, do you, do you bitch about us a
7: bit, Sasha.
12: I have to say, I heard you mention it there. Actually, not really. Not in this particular group. I'm not saying that doesn't exist out there. In this particular group, it really is. I mean, a lot of the questions are around employment, employment rights, maternity yeah. rights. Um, a lot of questions are around changing career, a lot of questions come in anonymously where women want to explore something. Maybe they want to take paternity leave. Maybe they want to – or paternal leave. Maybe they want to change industry and they want to find out a little bit more about what that industry is like. What's it, Is there flexibility? What's it like to work as a mother yeah. in those particular roles? So that is really what – it kind of focuses a lot on answering those questions and, of course, parenting questions as yeah. well. But it definitely – in this particular group, relationships don't – don't often come into the I conversation.
6: I can see where employment employment rights knowledge would be very valuable yes. because let's let's face it, Sasha all jokes aside. I look around here at my female colleagues over the years and I'm here a long time. you know, this company has always been good to to the women who who have babies and, and come back but but there would be other companies you hear horror stories and and yes there is law and there are rights and there are standards, but not everybody knows them to start with. And not everybody knows how to well, go about getting yeah. them for something else. And I see where a group be very handy there.
12: Knowledge, exactly. I think sharing knowledge and sharing experiences. So a lot of times, a lot of conversations come up around women going back to work after maternity leave. And being really, really nervous and really insecure about that transition, and the group—it just—it helps people feel a little bit better about that. And say, giving advice on even, what, you know, places you can get clothes that are comfortable that might help you make that transition because you've been wearing, you know, comfortable, you know, leggings for seven eight nine months Um, and and things around how to build your confidence you know different resources you can use to to talk through those things so i think it's really vital to share that knowledge um, where you can and and even just as you said like employment rights knowledge is really important
6: Talk to me a little bit about mom guilt Sasha, this was a kind of a, a new concept <laughs> to me a few years ago when people started bringing it up on the show, that they were going back to work after their maternity leave to a job they loved, in a place they loved working, but they were sort of breaking down in tears in the canteen at 11 o'clock because they were guilty about going back mm. to work I, 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 Maybe it's a man thing I don't get that Explain
12: it's something I think a lot about, something that comes up an awful lot in our group, I have to say. It's a common theme, and it's a common theme amongst all my friends um, who, who are mothers as well. Um, and it's something I'm trying to challenge a little bit. Um, I, too, I love my my job. I love where I work, and I love the crew that I work with. So when I'm at work, there's such a great buzz, and I love being around my team and the people I work with. But definitely moments throughout the day, I think, you know, should I should I be at home with the kids? What are they doing right now? And I think it's important to sort of challenge the expectations on mothers and the expectations we feel on ourselves. A lot of women feel they have to be everything. They have to be perfect. They have to be earning money to keep their child, the roof over their head and their, the food on the table, while also simultaneously somehow being at home doing homework and playing Lego on the floor. Um, I think quality time and thinking about the time you spend and how to make that important and special is really, really important, so if you are a working mom, well being able to spend quality time with your kids but finding those ways to look after yourself because guilt what, what purpose does it serve ultimately? I think yeah. it's more important to be proactive about looking after yourself yeah. the,
6: the Times <laughs> when and thankfully we had this ridiculous rule in Ireland where once you got married, most women gave up work which was utterly stupid. Nowadays, people go back to work, a lot of them, Sasha, because they absolutely have to.
12: And I think that's, that. I mean, we have to admit that to ourselves. That is the truth, Um, especially in a housing crisis like we have now where people really have to do so much to even just get a home. So it is the reality of our existence now, and I think it's just really important that we're kind to ourselves and recognize that we can't be perfect, but we can show our families how much we love them all the time. That's yeah. something that we can always do.
6: What about stuff that comes up at stages of uh, a child's life, like the terrible twos uh, or the terif- terrible threes or the fearsome <laughs> fours or the frightening fives?
12: <laughs> there's a name for all of them. There isn't is, there? I isn't I there? 12 is pretty bad. It begins to ease 12. once
6: they turn 25, I'll tell you that now.
12: It's ages away, that's fine. (laughs) Uh, Plenty to learn between now and then. Um,
6: It's like a hive mind, isn't it?
12: Mm. It is, and I think that's the thing. Like, when you talk to other mothers whose child is a year above, you, you know, the children you have, like imagine how invaluable that is she's been through this she's on the other side of six or seven or eight or 12 and she knows that it will pass and she can that she can remind you that it will pass and that you you know you'll come out the other side and you'll all have learned something Um, So I think being able to say to somebody, you know, my, you know, I I have a two year old, I know all about the the terrible twos. And I think being able to say to someone whose child is three or four, look, it will get better, and it will get easier. I will say too, you know, also, when I had my first child versus when I had my second. When I had my, everything's become a little, that little bit easier. I recognize the signs and symptoms of a a tantrum. And I know Mm. I'm much calmer about handling those things as they come.
6: On on your second, you you realize quickly that actually, no, they're not possessed by the devil. They're just three. Yeah,
12: (laughs) (laughs) exactly. And it's a lot less scary because of that.
6: (laughs) Um, And housework and how to share it around and. They're not just laundry. Like there's dishes to do, bins to take out, all sorts of stuff.
12: Yeah, there is, and I think you know, I, I, in my particular situation, my husband and I are pretty great about being able to balance that. Um, but sometimes the reality is is that you have to say, "Oh, the house is pretty messy this week because we've got a lot going on, um, and we'll have to deal with that when the weekend comes, or we'll do that when we're really tired at eight o'clock at night after the kids have gone to bed, and." You know i think I think the what women are sharing in the group is just recognizing how difficult that is to work all day, spend time with your kids when you come home, try to eat a meal with them, try to get them to bed, try to go over their homework, and then you're pretty tired at the end of all that, and then you still do have to load the dishwasher, fold the laundry, you know um, make sure the kids' outfits are ready for school or make lunches. so yeah. you know it is very full on
6: yeah and there's another thing i must must come up to session I've often asked colleagues and friends about this. Do you know, you go back to work after maternity leave and then creche arrives or Montessori or whatever you Mm. put the child into. And before you know it, at least three quarters of one salary coming into the house, sometimes the whole salary is eaten up Mm. on childcare or early education. And I have often asked the question, why would you do that? Why would you work an entire month to maybe have the price of a Chinese after you've finished paying for childcare, if you're lucky, maybe, maybe as a mom, Sasha, who's who's gone back to work after your children. Why do people do that? Do you know?
12: Well, I think it's. I think there's many reasons that people do. I and mean, I think if you're trying to get a mortgage for a house, that would be a pretty big reason, you know, um, because obviously when banks are looking at. At, um, families and whether or not they, they have affordability or that they can pay back a, a mortgage that's something that, that comes into it um, and I think also it's 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 hard to know which partner which partner would stay home if that was the case if there was a choice for someone to stay home um, my husband is a stay-at-home dad we've been lucky enough to be able to make that work for the very reason you're talking about um, and you know he's a musician and that was a choice that we made as a family and and he loves he really loves doing it um, but I I think one of the things we talk a lot about in the moms in the mom's group is the, the 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 current setup with when schools finish and when crash closes and all those yeah, things like they're yeah. not conducive to both both parents working. It's a really difficult thing to manage and to and to trying um, yeah. to try work out all the pieces to the puzzle.
6: We were only talking about that here during the week, actually, with an email from Emma who's losing her mind in the middle of the Easter holidays <laughs> because she's trying to she's trying to juggle work and and the children being at home for the week and they're bored and she's <laughs> <laughs> just. Leave me alone. I've worked tomorrow. Leave me alone. The the, the holiday time, particularly the Easter holiday time, that, that can be that can be a problem.
12: Oh yeah. I mean I was on a senior management call yesterday and my two year old son came in multiple times with his uh, puppet zebra puppet on his hand um, to entertain entertain my colleagues <laughs> and there's not much you know <laughs> you know there's not much you can you can do about that people are a lot more accepting about what people are trying to manage but what I think is important is that it's recognized what parents are going through and I say parents because it is it's it's all of us in that in trying to juggle all that and make it work
6: yeah are you still admitting people to the group?
12: Oh, definitely. We've had, I mean, hundreds of new members in the last few days since the article in The Independent came out. Um, so we've had, we're well over 4,000 uh, at this point. So we're definitely welcoming new new people all the time. And there's an option for people to post anonymously, which I think is really important for people to know, so that they can post something without their name being out there. Because obviously, Ireland is small, and some people might know each other within the group. So it gives that opportunity for anonymity, which pe- a lot of people do use in the group to just kind of get some of that information they need without having to to okay. let people know too much about themselves.
6: Mama's working nine to five and beyond. Is the group on Facebook? Sasha Hamrogue, who is actually a colleague, head of digital at Wireless Ireland and a very busy mom. Thanks, Sasha. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Um, yeah. Can you wish? Oh, listen, happy to do this. Can you wish Cove Ramblers very well in the game against Athlone? Their way tonight. Um, and also they're having a Penny Dinners Food Appeal, 10 till 1 tomorrow more details on their Facebook page they do this from time to time down at Ramblers, thanks Rhonda they have a Penny Dinners collection, they're doing it tomorrow from 10 till 1 I assume at the Clubhouse all details on their Facebook page Cove Ramblers and good luck lads away to Athlone tonight, 0818 96, 96, 96. Come back to Joe Biden for a moment and then I will go to the break, lads, because I know we've got another call waiting. On Joe Biden addressing the... uh, rocked yesterday and speaking in Dublin Castle last night and he spoke in the north and he'll speak again today in in the west of Ireland and he's kind of saying the same thing every time, which that's what they do when they come here. I didn't hear one person mention that this visit to Ireland is very good for the Irish-American vote, on which Joe Biden is very dependent. If he's so Irish, though, how can we think the black and tans are a rugby team? I mean, come on, like. I find him likeable on some levels, but the coverage is nauseating. We all know why he's here. But the black and tans was a, a slip of the tongue I thought it was funny I and I was watching that match and like I said on the night I cried tears of joy at the final whistle as if we had kicked the black and tans out of Ireland so, so, but yeah look it was a slip of the tongue he, he knew what he was talking about and so the White House found it necessary to issue a statement to say oh he knows exactly what he's talking about the, the coverage is a little bit it is a little bit sweet like uh, there's so much of it but then you know there was another one on Joe as well. Uh, not from Khan. What was his other one? Oh, heck. I'll find it. I will come back to it. 0818969696. Join the
3: conversation.
6: This is the Opinion
5: Live. With the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie Cork's 96 FM Cork loves the
3: arts. We do too.
5: That's why we bring you the Arts
3: House. Every Sunday on Cork's 96FM. Hi,
5: it's Elmery. Join myself and Connor every Sunday morning to find out what's happening in the arts all over Cork. There's so much happening. Fantastic festivals with great events for all ages and we'll tell you
3: all about them. (laughs) The Arts House. Sunday
5: mornings, 8 to 10. With Griffin's Potatoes. Planted, picked, and produced in Cork.
1: Griffin's Potatoes. The great taste of home. Corks.
3: 96 FM.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
5: Join the conversation Email opinion
3: at 96fm.ie This is The Opinion mine with PJ Coogan Fox 96FM She's
6: kind of staying with parenting for a little while, right? Kenneth with you in just a minute or two But this came in from Marie uh, on... Mary, uh, Marie, Marie. I never know which is it Mary or, Mar- or Marie? doesn't matter. In on email to opinion at 96fm.ie and it kind of falls in with Sasha and it falls in with cost of living and all of that. PJ I was delighted to hear that the government are going to top up the children's allowance in June because of the cost of living crisis. With a small child, massive childcare costs and huge electricity bills I was looking forward to this little financial injection into our house. However with as with most promises from the government it is flawed I've just read that child benefit in dual will be 260 for a child aged between 4 and 11 and 385 for children aged 12 to 20 nothing nada feck all for kids under the age of 4 my little girl is 2 nappies wipes milk for her bottles they're just some of the daily costs that are all going up why aren't they giving us a top-up for the under-threes? Myself and my husband both work full-time, so we deserve this as much as any other parents. It's a disaster. I'm so annoyed about it, says, Peed off mum, Marie. I can see you why you would be, to be fair. I can see why you would be. 0818 96 96 96. Now, for a total other reason, Kenneth has made contact with us, and I sympathise here from the start, uh, Kenneth... Um, Harry, your son, you got the diagnosis uh, of autism last September, so these are a tough few months in your house coming to terms with it. Good morning.
13: Good morning, PJ. How are you?
6: I'm good. How how is he? How old is he?
13: So Harry is five and a half. Um he's he's he's, he's very fa- um, very happy. Um he's a fantastic boy. Does he um, talk? He has he has a few words, PJ, so he's but, but he is frustrated because he, he can't fully talk, So He can put maybe three or four words together. Mm. So what we're looking in that sense. Hopefully, that he hopefully, can, he more, can, hopefully
6: yeah. more will come. And he's a little bit of a bolter, is he, as well?
13: So, yeah, Harry will be a slight risk. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he's also a sentry uh, seeker, so that's why he did, that's basically why, why, why I've made contact with you today.
6: Okay, okay, so... You 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 have a back garden and you're trying to develop it for him because that's that's where he can be free. That's where he can do his do his thing.
13: So basically, we have we 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 have a back garden. Um, it's his free space. It's where he's happy, and it's also where he's safe. But on, unfortunately, was like Harry has Harry is autistic, and um, he also has pica, where it means he puts inappropriate things into his mouth so when it's re- like when it's raining we, we definitely can't go out because there's muck out the back and unfortunately he'll eat the muck okay. but o- outside of that like even during it right there he just has an, an infinity going at muck and eating and like he, we were out the back now yesterday again PJ and um, he ate muck and he was he was very sick again now last night so oh, he
6: lets I mean actually swallow it really.
13: yeah he oh, does God. unfortunately yeah oh, so look what well, we what 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 I want to do is just that I can have a free space for him, that I don't have to helicopter him, that he can actually go out and just be happy, and that like I will supervise him, but just that he can have a bit of free free time for himself. He has a trampoline, so, does he? He he does, yeah. So look, I suppose look, where other families see look, I'll just get into it there now, which a PJ. Where other families see artificial grass with a luxury. Unfortunately, like it's 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 a necessity, you know, for us at this stage, because of the risk of him eating the the earth. Like, right. Unfortunately, it's like oh, I don't know what families like have to make the decision that, like, oh, we, we actually do need to actually get rid of grass out the back and and actually get artificial grass. Yeah. Yeah. And what kind of a space have you? Um it's, it, it's 80 metres squared. So, like, it, it's, a, it's a small back garden on, on, on the back of a three-bed semi-house. I have
1: you. Yeah. Have
6: you? And you can't have grass there because he needs the muck.
13: Basically, that, that's the issue with his PK. He leaves the muck and he's getting very sick from it. So we made a decision that... Well, we made a decision that we'd have to replace it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, we're fighting for Harry since he's six days old, um... Um, like, it, like we, we we're constantly fighting from. Like, I thought we could just buy the grass, put it down, and that would be the end of it. And, and, and no, this is another f- fight that we have to fight, just to get some artificial grass in. You have, so have to take easy. out
6: what's there, don't you?
13: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to I turn did, it over. I, yeah, I didn't realize i have to, have to it level it? it like, yeah.
6: To, I think you have to put sand down as a base or something, don't you?
13: you have to put hardcore binding and then I think there's a sand and cement uh, perimeter around that as well there's a bit of work
6: involved in it
13: there's an awful bit of work involved and like I I gave up my career for (laughs) Harry and um, his mother Fox full time so like we just we just don't have it like
6: I know mate I know how much have you had an estimate
13: yeah I suppose the mid range estimate is um, 8,297 I think (sighs) Well. Wow.
6: And because it's a back garden and not a part of the house, you wouldn't be eligible for grants. No, no. Yeah. I know this because when my lad yeah. was small we put an extension on the back of our house then for him a playroom for him. Yeah. And we were able to get a, a handy help from the council but because it's an outdoor space like the garden that doesn't count.
13: No, and, and we're coming into summertime now as well, PJ, so, like, he'll want to be out more and more, like, and we want him to have that uh, freedom and his space, like, rather than being inside the house, or when we go out, like, he'll have, like, when we go out, he has to hold our hands, because he will run away, like, we, we just want him to have a bit of freedom, we just want him to be happy, like. And is he, is he safe when he's out there, like, as in, he, he can't
6: bolt from the garden, no?
13: He can't. No, we've we've had to install fencing the whole way around the garden, and uh, like yeah,
6: costly enough in itself. Does, isn't yeah. it?
13: yeah. So like like the whole place, it's enclosed basically. Like, but it it free space.
6: Yeah, yeah. it Needs to be it needs to be perfect for him. Yeah, it does. And have you been to any I don't know c- contractor supplier to to get estimates and things.
13: So like
6: eight and a
13: half inches, said. Yeah, eight and a half grand. That was the mid-range one. Like there was a higher one, and then there was a lower one as well. And that would involve
6: cleaning it because you can't just put it down on top of what's yeah. there.
13: I well, like uh, foolishly, I just thought well, you would just buy it and just, you just put it in. But no, I wouldn't care. I think there's four inches of soil needs to be moved out. There's hair core and binding need to go down. Yeah. Then there's a sentence, and needs going and then there's a membrane, and then finally the grass goes on top of all that. I I didn't realise any of this. Like, uh,
4: yeah, well, you
6: wouldn't, would you? mean, these are these are things we don't know, you know.
13: Yeah, Some, like something that I thought was so simple now is becoming another fight again, like future.
6: I know, I know. And have I mean, has he got talking at fights? Has he got school? Has he got playgroups?
13: So yeah we like we like he goes to preschool yeah um we we were very lucky and we secured so we did an overage exemption for him okay. because he couldn't get a test last year um we we last about two weeks ago we we got fantastic news that he's after getting a school class for this year
6: good that's fantastic that's fantastic yeah. so you'd like to be able to do this and you just can't afford it, can you?
13: I basically can't, Peter. No, I basically can't. And like, I, I'm partly three years of age. So i never asked anyone for help. I've yeah. never asked anyone for help. I've always gone on with it. I, I, just, want, I just want to make him happy and, and hope that he has a free space. That's all I want to do. I know.
6: I know, Kenneth. I know. And do you know what? For for different reasons, because with me it was different, with our house it was different. For different yeah. reasons, I know exactly where you are. Yeah. I know exactly where you are, mate. You're looking to put down artificial grass out the back and you simply, you didn't realise how much work was in it at the the time. I didn't. And you could probably, you'd probably probably do some of the, I mean you're you're 43, I I imagine you're reasonably fit and healthy. You'd do some of the work yourself digging out and stuff, would you?
13: I'd help, if someone could give me a help, I'd help them. I'd help them, I'd have no problem working, I'd I'd, I'd do whatever they want me to do, like. Yeah. It's just you, I don't d I I wouldn't know if I were to staff with a PJ sure I know.
6: I'd be like yourself. I'd be like yeah. yourself. And yeah. you said that you you've, you've quit work to look after Harry. What what did you do?
13: Well, I was was electrician. Um I, I, I worked internationally, I worked I worked in all the big pharmaceuticals in Cork mm-hmm. and my last project I worked with obviously I was constructing in the construction industry. Yeah. I worked with. I don't want to name them, no, please. That's okay. You block.
6: don't have yeah. to. You don't okay. have to. I just, just okay. was anxious because yeah. I'm thinking to myself here. What you really need is a bunch of. Yeah. What you, need, what what you really yeah. need is a bunch, a, a bunch of, of hefty lads. Yeah. Who dig it out and put down yeah. the raw material for you? Yeah. yeah. That's that's basically that's where all, that's basically where all the
13: customers, is yeah.
6: Yeah, if there was a cheaper quote, could you could you manage? Like, what did you what were you, what were you thinking it might cost you?
13: Like, I don't know. Like, I am I aware with the cuckoos altogether? together? Like, I thought it would cost about two or three grand. Like, f- the, the, the grass know.
6: itself would cost you that, you see.
13: Yeah, I know. i um,
6: like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Listen, I'm, I'm just if yeah. any, I mean, I'm just I'm wondering what what. I,
13: but I did, like, I'd have no problem buying the the, the grass like and supplying that myself if someone could really?
6: just help us with the dig out and all that, like, you yeah. know Yeah, it's tough going for
13: you You've put it out there
6: You need yeah, to get down You need to get down some artificial grass because this is your son's free space It needs to be safe and clean for him because of his eating, eating habit Pika, yeah. where he will literally eat dirt So it's got to be a, a clean yeah, place clean. for him you Definitely. can't, you can't afford to. Well, you can buy. You can afford to buy the grass if you have to, yeah. but you didn't realise how much work is involved, and you no. can't. You you can't afford that, Kenneth. You've put it out there. That's part one. Let's okay. see what. Let's see what people will come back with. Peter,
13: thanks very much. I
6: really oh, you're all right. It. You're all right. Look, mate. I know. I know where you are, pal. Thank I you. know where you are. I remember being, in my early forties. Or was I, I wasn't quite 40, but we'd had the diagnosis six or eight months ago. And you know what, pal? From one dad to another, I feel for you. It's a rotten corner to find yourself in. Why not? But you know what? Everything, I promise you this, my friend. I promise you this from the bottom of my heart. Everything you put into him. He will give you back in bucketfuls. I promise you that. Thank you very much,
13: Peter.
9: All right,
6: thank you. Take care, fella. Thanks, bye. I'm sorry. I, I know where he is. I know where he is. Sorry, let me take a second. Yeah. Um. If anybody can help with that, they need to just lay the garden out for this little fella who can't be around dirt because he'll eat it. It's it's part of his autism and needs to get out and they can't afford it 0818969696 and I know exactly where I know exactly where Kenneth is coming from right
3: now. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Line. With
5: the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie Cork's
3: 96 FM. Cork's 96 FM is giving away free free money. Free money. Somebody say, hey, we want that money. All you have to do is snap the app. Download. Step one. Download the Quark's
5: 96FM app to your phone. Step two. Snap a screenshot. Step three. What's up in to win? What's up in to win? Stay listening from 6 a.m. weekdays for your chance to play. Take me
3: where you are. Snap the app. Your ticket to free money. The winning begins next Monday. Only on Corks 96 FM. Some people suggested
6: that maybe Baz and the team from the DIY SOS could help here. Well, maybe or maybe not. Who knows? But there's some offers coming in on the phone. Mike, you're on four. Go ahead, Mike. Hi,
4: uh, I'm willing to give a hand out there with the dig out and that, you know.
6: Good man, good man. I don't think, I don't think Kenneth realised. That there's far more to this than just rolling out the artificial grass.
4: Yeah, there's a lot more. Yeah, there's a lot of digging out and get the levels right and that, you know.
6: Yeah, and of course you have to put down the grass too. membranes and stop the, to stop the weeds coming up. And yeah,
4: exactly. Yeah, yeah.
6: But you'd be happy well, like, to, to put some put your back in to helping them out.
4: Yeah, of course. Yeah, no problem. All
6: right, okay. That's great. You're in the building trade yourself, are you?
4: I'm gardening.
6: Gardening Oh right Okay yeah. Okay so You would you'd, you'd have a, a lot of Context in that And he doesn't get The amount of work Involved And who would You know You see this stuff In rolls In the DIY shop Wherever you happen To find it And you think Oh that'd be lovely And they say No it's not as easy As that
4: yeah, yeah, it's once you get the right levels, like when you when were laid out, you want to lay carpet, like, you know? Ah. We want no humps and bumps and all that, like.
6: Exactly, and you don't want weeds coming up through it in six months. Mike, thanks. So Mike is happy to help out with a bit of the labour to help lay the grass. With another Michael on the phone to us, who works in the building trade, we would like to offer a bit of building labour muscle. Um, if there's anybody... Um listening, who can help any companies listening who might be able to help yeah i Kieran is asking, would baz d i y s o s be able to to help him out? I don't know is the answer to that question you to be nice to think that a little project like that could be helped by a show like ours, or even if we get a team or a crew together and try and do it for kenneth um he got to me he got to me. I didn't think he would when I read the brief this morning. I didn't think he would, but he did. Oh, eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Let's one check. If I have I one break or two to take? Oh, I've only one. So we go to Ray first. Ray, you've been listening to all the coverage of Joe Biden and all the newspapers and the television, and you were listening to me talking to Jerry Bottomer this morning, and you wanted to talk to me. Morning.
2: Morning, PJ. How are things? I'm well, sir. I'm good. Yeah, basically, PJ. Um, just response to the loving for. Uh, Joe Biden coming to visit our Fair Islands, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, to look what the man does. But he can, you know, he, he's welcome if he wants to come. But um, basically a, to bring a bit of balance to the equation, you know, wouldn't go amiss. I mean, the man comes over speaking about peace. And if you take a step back for a second, him and his government and the policies have brought nothing but tyranny to half the world. And yet the man speaks about peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't mention the three point three billion worth of arms aids to Israel. Um basically while they go on to an illegal application of Palestine, we can't mention that at all because, you know, we just we hear that. Move on to Saudi Arabia, where one billion of aid uh go to Yemen, twenty five thousand people killed by airstrikes in Yemen, not to mention the hundred of thousand people who died from malnutrition through the embargo that the USA have currently in Yemen. I could go on and go
6: go on and go on. I mean, we and, have and there policies. will be a lot of people have been sending us things mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that. Um Yes. And another. I mean, you're it's all, if you like, admissible to the discussion. But Joe Biden is here, I would have thought, because of whatever with other we as as a as a, as a country, as a small mm-hmm. we have a very tight relationship with the US. And, all, and always had, that, who, who, that's, that, whose job would it be to raise those issues while he's well, here, do you <clears throat> think? Okay. Well, that's fair enough.
2: But I'm, I'm quite sure, and you're right what you're saying here, PJ, and am not denying that fact at all, but there's more qualified people than me who can speak about... Um, and and US me, US I'm US sure, policies, but... Yeah. Okay. But what I'm trying to say, is, PJ, is that when you have people saying Welcome Home Joe and flags and banners and all, that's fair enough. But let's not forget, just countries in... In the west and east, who have who, who these who him and his policies are bombing? Where are their homes when they go home at night time? Because they have no homes. Mm. And these are the questions that could be asked. And what do we do? We doff the cap.
6: Who who would Just ask
2: as in the republic.
6: Who would ask? He comes.
2: Them? He comes to talk did, at the house of the Raptors. Okay. Mm. For twenty whatever it was, I didn't watch it. I because it means not to me as such. And then there's no right of reply. At least. People pull up profit. And I'm, I'm apolitical, by the way. They made a demonstration by not turning up. And rightly so, too. Because you can't be speaking in peace on one hand and then funding occupations, illegal occupations, from military and other hand. You, you can't be talking, as you say yourself, from both sides of your, of your mouth. Who, who, and what do we who, do on our political? We have Leo Varaka saying that only for the US and America, Europe and, and the world, but different places, He's right, downright we would be. Because these, the American policy, the later co-bisons West, they rule on what they say go, And small, small republics like ourselves bowed out to them all the time. And you can't mention it then because you're you know, <laughs> anti-America. I'm not anti-America. No, I'm no, not not, not, nor, nor
6: am I accusing you of it, because I had exactly mm-hmm. the same conversation, a very similar one anyway, with a good friend of mine who's lived in America for many, mm-hmm. many years and, and mm-hmm. would have a very interesting take on the whole American political system. But the point, I, or the question I was raising there, may be, who would, who would or who should put those well, questions to Mr. Biden while he's here?
2: Well, obviously, diplomacy, it's all about diplomacy. And as you know, there's that diplomacy too. And obviously, you know, when he's in a room of one or two people, obviously those questions aren't being asked. But I suppose behind the scenes then are diplomats who work on behalf of the Republic. They could put pressure on saying we're not happy with, you know. Like, for instance, flying the Ukraine flag up in, uh, in the Auris in yesterday. Yeah. Why weren't they flying the Palestinian flag? Like the point we made for for, for, for Biden and his interagency that we're supporting Iraq. I'm against all wars. But you can't pick and choose who you're siding with. Mm. Do you know? Um, and basically, and I, I thanks for the opportunity for speaking, but I'm sure PJ, there's, there's more like me who feel the same There are, the same to way, be fair. Do you know? they're, they're, and yet the very people the very people, who are taking the cap off to Joe Biden will, will be on in the next few weeks, the next few months, talking about... Um, hypocrisies of war and, you know, standing for peace. This is the time to point and make it. And they choose, they didn't. And you know what they all say, in PJ, they are unknown, so blind of those who choose not to see. Well, they chose to close their eyes.
6: I just come back to the question, though. Like, would you have, would you have expected, say, Leo Bradkar to stand up at the Dub- at Dublin Castle last well, night. Well, he probably wouldn't do it points. in public
2: because the optics would be bad. Well, then how do we how do we know okay. how do we know let it's not question, being said
6: behind closed doors, Ray? How do let, we let me know put that? the
2: question back on to you. Go why on. wouldn't they say it? Oh, uh,
6: do
2: you know why not? Like
6: oh, you're you're, you're the one on, oh, in the discussion. I'm just trying to bring it along a bit. Yes,
2: I understand what you're saying. Yes. We, we don't know. First of all, we, we don't TGN? know that
6: it's not been said behind closed doors. We don't know okay. that, but, but but we don't know that.
2: I'm not a better man now, PJ, but I would say. Um, By the way, we don't know that it is there, did isn't. PJ, you're wrong a long time now in this game. You know and I know there's been heads banged together, and there's been a dossier printed up saying, these are what we say and this is what we don't say. Mm-hmm. And what they're all doing, they're all keeping their heads down, let the man come in with his party and ride right away again into the South Side. That's what they're hoping for. And meanwhile, like I said, we have small countries all over the world been under the thumb and the tyr- tyranny of USA policies? Yeah. Would, would we? Now, this is a question I'll put out to all politicians who are probably listening. If the shoe was under the foot, would we like to be under the other tyranny from other countries? The, the answer would be, no, we wouldn't. So if we can't speak up for other countries who are under tyranny mm. from any country as such, we would like that for other countries speak up on our behalf
6: do you think he should not have been welcomed by the state
2: well as you said he should have been
6: or should have been do you think he should do you think he should have been welcomed
2: well like, look the last time I look, he's free and in free to go. Well, if I'll pass it in and out of this country, oh, if they want yeah, to, of, yeah. of course yeah.
6: they're But the point I'm making is, yes, he's free to come and go as he pleases, and with the man with the, with the Irish roots that he has, he's he's free to come and go as he pleases mm. as Joe Biden, citizen, albeit Fair POTUS. But do do you do you believe that the state should have welcomed him to the extent that it has?
2: Um well, obviously, we have to put our best. The side forward, and we're we're good at that. Like you know, mm. you have to see the bigger picture here too. Because
6: we benefit um, enormously from that relationship. Absolutely, I and mean, I'd
2: be the, I'd be the first to say it. But but the for every action speech, there's always consequences. Yeah, you know. But yeah. as you said earlier on, I would like to think, I and mean, maybe there is some people in the, the diplomatic corps who raised the point about about it. I'm not too sure, would they? But all I'm saying is that for the last few days, and we have more of us again today, is that the red carpet rolled out. You know. To, to, to the cap.
6: Thousands of people out there. Joe. Thousands of people out there clapping and yes. waving. Yes. And, yeah.
2: Yes. And then one of the scenes They, so had they disappoint
6: kids. you a bit. We're, we're well,
2: when I see young kids with with, with stars and stripes waving, and I suppose they're probably innocent, whatever. But like, they're not. You know, they would be off of what's going on. But surely the educated adults I would, know, would know, know the difference, and surely someone would say, you know. Let's speak up a small bit here, because it may come a time where we, where, we, where we won't be able to speak up. Do you know?
6: It's a view, and it's one that has come in quite a number of times over the last few days, Ray. And thank you for being probably the first one to actually voice it on air. Happy to take any more calls along those lines. If you want to share what Ray was saying, take it further, call it back, whatever. I'm just going to try and be as neutral an arbiter as I can here. Let's see where it goes.
3: Join the conversation. This is the opinion line with the Cork City Marathon. Take
5: on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at corkcitymarathon.ie. Corks ninety six FM. <laughs>
3: the minds are live. Oh, hello.
5: Join the conversation. Call 818 96 96 96.
3: Text or WhatsApp 83 396 96 96.
5: Email opinion at
3: 96FM.ie. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. COX96FM.
6: Okay, so Sarah Connolly is our daily winner today. With Soundstore And we'll go into the draw Before we quit today For the Gardena Robotic lawnmower. They have a three day sale Starting this Friday Running to Sunday And today run till to Sunday At Soundstore Blackpool, Sarsfield Road And Market Green Middleton So We've got today's winner It was a strimmer Oh, If you know what I mean by, it. I love it. I love to the strimmer, but there are times when I just want to beat it to death off a stone wall when that flipping thread breaks and the train gets out and the spring pops out, it all runs. But still, fierce handy. <laughs> fear is handy. 0818969696. 96 96. So Sarah goes into our draw, which we'll do uh, before quitting time. A lot of people appreciating Ray's point of view on President Biden. Uh, Carlos says that man is the best call this morning. Biden's talking about peace at the time. He's funneling at the same time he's funneling weapons and money into a war in Ukraine that is endangering the world. And Jerry says it's total hypocrisy for President Biden to be at knock today. He condoned full term abortion in New Jersey and later term abortion in New York, totally against Catholic teaching and against many other religions as well. Of you, Jerry, and thank you. But he wanted to go to Nock, he wants to go and pray. He said, He said, devout Catholic. I think when I said devout, he was until you read a bit about him. He's a devout Catholic. Um, but he wants to go and pray privately at Nock, and why not? 0818 96, 96 96 Couple of things you might want to do tonight uh, that we've asked or been asked to mention. There's a play on at the Everyman tonight. Um, presented by Pan Pan uh, It's called The Patient Gloria uh, it's, it's a comedy, kind of a punk comedy um, About someone who's psychiatric now, How you'd make a comedy out of this, I know not But it's very successful Someone's psychotherapy notes were once leaked Yes indeed, a woman called Gloria Shizmansky. Her psychology notes Or her psychotherapy notes Were leaked In a very famous incident Back in the day They've turned it into a a comedy And that's on tonight At The Everyman For just The one night Something else You might like to go to I am a big fan Have been a big fan As has the Boy Wonder For many years Of Flash Harry Harry Hamilton And his gang From the north of Ireland Who do the music of Queen There are many Queen tributes out there Flash Harry isn't really a Queen tribute It is a celebration of the music of Queen And Harry himself has an extraordinary voice They've been coming to Cork now For quite a number of years I remember when I saw them first They were awful They were awful Now they are fabulous They have sold out tomorrow night At the Opera House And Tom Keating the promoter has been on to tell me that there are some tickets left for tonight And I'm going along with the lad tonight We're going for the seventh time to see this show We're Queen fans I saw them Slane in the 80s So the uncle is a big Queen fan all of his life And this is a wonderful, wonderful show Some tickets left for us tonight At the Opera tomorrow night completely sold out Which I'm delighted to see plenty more to do before we finish so I better shut up and go back onto the phone. We were chatting about jigsaws and about keeping the kids busy during mid-term remember Emma's email where she said she was diseased from time to mind children (laughs) and I said do people still do jigsaws and I was amazed at the number of answers that came in why on Stansfield down at the lovely Pinocchios on Paul Street very popular still, Wyon. Good morning.
9: Good morning, Good morning, PJ. Yes, they are. I mean, we still sell loads and loads of puzzles. I mean, obviously, we sell less at this time of the year than we yeah. do in the winter months.
6: I would have thought that they'd have yeah, been replaced kind of by something digital still. long ago, though. Uh-uh, that's not going to work. That line, we'll try and get them back up. Normally, Wyon is on a fairly good line. But yeah, jigsaws are more popular than I thought. I have a friend who loves jigsaws but should be of an age or the same age or a couple of years older than myself. But I didn't know that young people and kids in particular still do jigsaws. You'd have thought that they'd have been replaced quite handy now by something something digital. There's why I'm back in a better line. Hi. they they've not been replaced by something digital.
9: No, no. I mean it's still very, very popular. I mean you know, people. It's. I mean, some of them like kind of a thousand piece, five hundred, a thousand piece, even fifteen hundred. People do it as families, and um, the serious puzzlers will do oh, four thousand, five thousand piece. Um, oh. daunting if you ask me. Yeah. Um, but they do. Like that's a
6: project. You need a you need a workshop for that, not just a kitchen <laughs> table. Just.
9: <laughs> well, I think that's with the big with the really big piece cuts That is that is usually the the. the the issue is the size of whatever table or floor, or and whether you have a cat who likes to eat pieces, <laughs> you know. I mean, it just
6: and are board games, you say, are things like snakes and ladders, Ludo?
9: We, I mean, we still sell loads of those kind of traditional ones, but I mean, like Ludo and Snakes and Ladders is very much for you know, learning to count learning competitive games, you know, good things happen and bad things happen. Mm. So they're quite, there's quite a lot of kind of learning. I mean, Ludo is slightly more strategic, so it's kind of your first strategic game. Um, but, yeah, we still sell lots of those traditional ones. I mean, obviously, we, we sell chess and backgammon. Really? Uh, go, still, are, are chess sets still? Uh, oh, very very much so. Um some schools are very actively trying to promote it because yeah. um, I mean chess, chess is one of those games where you can a bit like a sport where you can raise your your level or lower your level to suit a different player. Yeah.
6: Did you watch the Queen's Gambit? Oh yeah, yeah. Did you get Did you get people running in to buy chess sets after?
9: Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I mean, we sold so many chess sets that year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because people suddenly realize it's a it's a very good game, yeah. I'm not very good at it, yeah
6: train but sets it's a very good
9: game, yeah, train sets we still sell loads of, i mean, and again, that's the kind of thing on a winter day that you know go to your attic, pull out whatever bits you have, and let them go, mm. across the living room floor or wherever
6: in in my mind, the greatest children toy children's toy ever made it the word translates actually as play well, Lego.
9: Oh, you still... I mean, we don't do Lego because um, you'd, you'd, for, for a small shop like us, we'd have to fill half the shop to give any sort of selection. But it's still the best thing. I mean, I got Lego for my birthday. Did you? A BMW motorbike. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. never underestimate Lego. Train
6: sets. Again, you can buy them the size of... You'd need a half an acre for some of them. And the oh. little small ones, that they just they go around in a circle. Do they still sell...
9: They still sell. I mean like we we always say to people that if you burn a buy a train set, you know, you can buy them for from oh eighteen months up, you yeah. know, where it's a very simple with a ramp that goes on and off the ground. they like pushing ground to, to oh, like I think the biggest one we have at the moment is a hundred and twenty five pieces. Um but you can collect that stuff and collect bits and collect stations and bridges and yeah. oh you you name it. So for for older children like the six, seven, eight it's the building. It. The more you have, the more you the better it is.
6: Yeah, yeah. I used to have a huge
9: bag of Lego. And Aye, same thing. The yeah. more you have, the you can never have enough of it. You can Never have too much. If you if you were to have to
6: pick one or two things, Wyon, that Pinocchio's wouldn't be Pinocchio's without them. I.e., the most popular thing in there. What would they be?
9: I think over the years, it probably is train sets. You know, because it because nowadays people don't just buy them for boys. I mean, it's a boy or a girl toy. I mean, we do pink train sets to suit people's need to have pink, but um, but it's it's probably the single biggest seller, I think. I mean, obviously, like old-fashioned things like puppets are still hugely popular. Dolls, because our dolls don't do anything. You know, they they don't. Poopy or anything else there's, oh, no so, there's
6: a, a doll baby. now has a baby, I mean for the love of god
9: yeah I mean just some of that stuff I just think is it, is it necessary? No. I don't think so, I mean they get huge value out. Of, I mean a two year old gets enormous value out of carrying a baby doll around because that's what people do to them and they want to copy it and do it it's to one themselves them.
6: That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> All right, Wyon, listen, th- those are some ideas for people heading into a, wee- a-, a weekend or indeed heading into probably another wet spring. <laughs> Thank you. The Great Pinocchio's, Wyon Stansfeld. Mentioned the chess sets and the Queen's Gambit. It's still up there on Netflix. There was talk there. If you watched it, you know. And if you didn't, you should. And if you think I couldn't watch a program about chess, don't even go there. It's one of the best dramas. I ever saw on Netflix. There's seven parts to it, and it, Anya Taylor, Taylor Joy, I think, is the the lead actor. And they've been talk recently about doing a second series, but it probably won't happen because there was only ever one book. Um, and but it's marvelous, the Queen's Gambit, and they on couldn't keep chess sets after that. Actually, there's a thing. I'll, I'll chat with Crossy about this before we finish today. I think. Um, Series, modern series, and spoilers. There was a spoiler to beat all spoilers this week on Succession. And a lot of people that are a couple of episodes behind or a series or two behind were going, ah, come on, did you have to tell us that? But it's impossible now to avoid spoilers. Because at the moment we're watching, I said it yesterday, we're watching The Night Agent, which is fantastic. We've about four episodes left. And we've just gone through episode six, where there are two monstrous twists in it. That's all I'll tell you. There are two monstrous twists in episode six, and it's just building and building and building. And if anybody tries to tell me what happens in the last episode, I will shoot them. I don't, but it's impossible to avoid spoilers these days. Uh, I'm watching as well Star Trek Picard, the third and final series of Star Trek Picard which is just as a Star Trek fan it is a thing of beauty and art but Amazon are being so careful with dropping those episodes that we're definitely not going to see what happens at the end. But are spoilers impossible to avoid these days? The Succession one really ruined a lot of people's weeks because they were an episode or two behind I'll catch up with 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 Crossy about it maybe before the end of the show. Oh um, eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. I mentioned that Lego was originally means play well. Reminds me of an article I picked up on during the week um, where they went through a lot of our favourite high street brands and got the meanings of them. Like, did you know that Tesco Tesco? comes from two men, T E Stockwell and Jack Cohen. And they compress the two names into Tesco. So Stockwell and Cohen with the names behind Tesco. Aldi Aldi translates into Albrecht Discount. A L D I Alde Albrecht Discount Yeah, there's loads of the fiat. Fiat, yeah, no. Fiat was um, Fiat was an Italian firm, um, and it was a motor firm and it had a big, long name, which I am rapidly looking for here on another page. But I remember <laughs> my aunt or my uncle—I can't remember which—used to drive a Fiat back in the day, and the damn thing was always in the garage. So someone said, "Fix it again tomorrow." It was Fab- Fabrica Italia Automobili Torino. Great article on the stuff and the names of... WD-40. That's one of my favourites. WD-40. I mean, there's 101 things that you can do. Can anybody tell me, for the crack and for no other reason, where the name WD-40 came from? Because of all the brand names I was reading about this week, the name of WD-40, the stuff in the tin, it'll open a lock, it'll do... right. Where did they get the name for? I loved it I'll tell you before we finish Don't let me forget that
3: Join the conversation This is the Opinion Line With the
5: Cork City Marathon Take on your next challenge this June By running solo or with a team Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie Cork's 96F Join the conversation. Email opinion at 96fm.ie.
3: This is The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Coach 96fm. Yeah, you have a
6: few of you have it. Few of you have it. The actual meaning of WD-40. Tim on 4. Tim?
0: Yes. You know what it is? Uh, Well, I'm not sure of the WD, but I do know that the American who invented it he assigned a number to each formula that he put together, and he started at WD-1, and he didn't get it right until WD-40.
6: That's correct. It was the 40th attempt to get it right. You don't remember what it was, though?
0: No, I don't know what the WD is, and I don't know what the guy's name.
6: Okay, okay, well, we ha- I have all that. I'll give it to you in a minute. But yes, it was the 40th attempt to get something right, and I don't think it was ever meant to be sold in the high street either um, it it actually comes from the rocket industry, it, it comes from the sort of space race and aviation and all those things, and I don't think it was ever meant to be something that was sold in the high street as probably the most useful bottle of anything to have in the house, because there's literally nothing that WD-40 won't shift or open or degrease or... You can put it anywhere you want. Um, Is Philip there? Philip has the right answer. A few of you have come up with it, actually. WD40. What was he trying to invent? It was the Rocket Chemical Company. It was for the aerospace industry. It took 40 attempts. Little did they know. Little did they know. Um, Where is Philip? Is he on four or five or is he gone? I think Philip Philip has it. Okay, Philip got it right. Yes, Philip. The rocket chemical company was trying to create a degreaser, something that would
3: smooth
6: things out for the aerospace industry, a degreaser for the aerospace industry. And water displacement is what WD stands for. Water displacement. I didn't think you'd get. It. Great quiz question. Great quiz great question. You can see that now. Quizzers writing it down. What does the WD stand for in WD 40? Water displacement. Love that. Thanks, Philip. 0818969696. 96 96. There were a few more besides. We were talking the last couple of days about the clubs uh, of the old days, uh, not so old days, but old and middle and 80s and 90s. It started with Shannon in Kinsale who were saying there's nothing left to do down there after closing time. But it kind of broadened out with Lockie on yesterday from Electric Dreams talking about the clubs of the 80s and the clubs of the 90s and at where they all went and what happened to them all. And at one point there could be half a dozen clubs or maybe more open on a Saturday night around town. And I I probably DJ'd in every major club in the city at some stage. Some of them for a night or two, a week or two. Some of them for years. I was in Chandra's for for seven years. I was in Sidetrack for five years. I was in in Mangans for three or four years. I was in Elroy's. God, remember Elroy's in Elroy's for four years. Luke, you probably took photographs at very at, at club
4: nights. I was doing morning. Morning, morning, PJ. Yeah, I probably would definitely have taken multiple images of you, and they would have been from even the likes of Zoys and surfers and the whole lot up. up kind of probably looked <laughs> a lot better back then. Uh, we all did, I think. We all we all looked a lot better.
6: It was, were, but you know, nostalgia
4: aside, they were great days. Yeah, they were. So the Cork was a uh, well, like I can remember my dad telling me that Fleetwood Mac played in. What was the place? Uh, the Savoy. In the Savoy, yeah. yeah. And he was he was up on stage taking photographs of them back in the seventies, yeah. and they went to, you know, we had like some of the greatest DJs on, on the planet play in Sir Henry's on a Saturday night. Great. That's right. And Greg and Shane still going strong. Yeah, they're still going I saw, strong now saw
6: today. Like Cox in there. Yeah, like, that was a good night. Massive night. Mass- Tony DeBart was in there. All the great yeah. DJs came to, came to Henry's. But there was like at any one Saturday night when you came out of whatever pub you happened to be in there were five or six or seven different places to choose from
4: yeah there was multiple places I think I did, there was uh, like Washington Street had more than just Reardon's and that kind of stuff there was the side lanes off that where all the all the other little smaller clubs were yeah. going over towards the Mercy and all there was a few
6: Sidetracks the movie the Lacey House I don't know whoever added the movie onto it but it just sounded great Sidetracks the movie the Lacey House which is now pop scene of course Chandra's was the uh, Reds was a great spot. Reds was good, yeah. yeah. You and you you went from, from place to place taking photos. And in this this was a time before I'll post that to the web for you. Like you Yeah
4: I, this was literally myself on the camera and people telling me I was nuts.
6: You you had to you had to go back the
4: following week and find the person whose photograph it was, didn't you Well by and large I worked for the nightclubs or media outlets so it, it wasn't such a big thing to find people afterwards. Yeah. And yeah rolls of filmaries were easier to do, so I could leave them. I was with Brendan at the time. Was working. He's another DJ. He'd be working at a place that was a little small. Was it a camera place on Was it Talkie Street? Or yeah, somewhere? Brendan Mack Brendan, someone anyway. There's a few lads anyway that used to develop my photographs at four o'clock in the Sunday morning. <laughs>
6: Right, yeah, yeah, I remember that. There was another fella, uh, Kieran was his name. He, I gave him the nickname The Snapper because he was going around on a Saturday night as well taking pictures of anything and, and everything. And we were a lot less self-conscious about what we do for a picture back then as well, you know.
4: Well, like with the, with, the, with the ladies, it was more blue eyeliner and that was it. Maybe some lippy. Now it's lip fillers.
6: <laughs> <laughs> and if you came to take a picture now, right... They have to, and the fellas are as bad, by you, but they have to go away and make themselves up for the picture.
4: Yeah, they do. It's gone mad. Well, digital has been a fantastic you know, achievement in photography, but I would rather 35mm yeah. any day. It's such a a better form of yeah.
6: art, really. Another thing that was back different back then was all the different kinds of music. Each club had its own sound, and its own clientele who yeah. followed the music or didn't like you go to Zoe's for a particular kind of night you went to Denacey House for another kind of night
4: that variety
6: is gone too
4: yeah there is no it's, it's, everything seems to be the same
6: here's one you didn't know and I didn't know this either Fergal reminds me M. People played Henry's they, I don't I don't remember they that did but they were known then as Mike Pickering's people Mike Pickering's Mike Pickering.
4: Pickering. <laughs> Only Fergal would have tribute <coughs> on that in his head. But, but it you, wasn't on no, clubs; it was like we we had the lobby as well. Like I don't know, you you you. Oh, to they will never understand the Monday night in the lobby. Magic
6: like, nights in the lobby bar. What great nights! What great songs! What marvelous, marvelous songs got their first play in
4: the lobby bar? Yeah, the lobby, and it was like the Phoenix next door, and we had like to workers around the corner by the, the old social exchange. Oh, you're
6: bringing me back now.
4: Yes, I
6: photographed a <laughs> You're bringing me back now like you are because you could go out you you could go out of a, of a Saturday evening and go for the few pints and then you'd decide maybe literally about 10 o'clock the conversation would start. That's where we're we going. And you'd know what, you see, what passes had you picked up on the way Yeah, Yeah, where, where did you get the free
4: passes for? Yeah. Yeah. People, well, I, I still have the free pass that I got for the thirteenth Sir Henry's sweat birthday party. In, I see my hand at the minute, like so.
0: Get away! It
4: was, it was a key ring with a well-known Kirk drink on the back of it, yeah. and that Sir was, Henry's on the front. That was the best. That was a that
6: was a club night that shouldn't have gone as big as it did, and yet it did. It was uh, enormous. Yeah, it
4: was well, think it, pe- people just congregated it on South Main Street yeah. in that one spot Saturday and Sunday nights. And Wednesday night
6: for the freak scene. Oh, the freak scene, yeah, yeah. And I used to play in Henry's myself on a Friday night before and after a band. So they were great nights. They were great, great, great days.
4: So Cork used to be the
6: capital of music for pretty much the British Isles in Ireland. And it was hopping. The city was hopping. And it's it's, it's it's sad to see now on a Saturday night. It's sad to see there's little or nothing to do after
4: midnight. Yeah, so the, I, I find it kind of almost offensive that the best we can come up with now is uh, the marquee, a tent it oh, yeah, was a great tent, though. That's a brilliant type. But however, we we deserve a venue. Well, there was Crane Lane. There is Crane Lane. Crane Lane, yeah,
6: is, Crane Lane is a fabulous place. I like Crane Lane. Unfortunately, my favourite my favourite jock in in Crane Lane was Mister Fork and and he passed yeah, away very soon yeah. He was marvellous. He was jo- that man could do anything with music, and I would look at Crane Lane to see what he was coming up. Yeah, yeah. He was obviously he was brilliant. Yeah. Andrew was fantastic. He was amazing. He was amazing, God rest him. Luke, good to, good to reminisce on a Friday. Luke O'Brien, who did nightclub photography around town. And as I said, there was an old pal of mine, and his second name escapes me entirely. But we called him the snapper, and he would go around with his camera and come in the following week looking for people who'd taken pictures. It was just... there were great, great days. Great, great days. Oh, 0818 96 96 96. Ah, your man is there now. There he is, the bald crossy. Um, that big... Spoiler, and we're not going to repeat it, although it's been everywhere now, for people who were a few episodes behind or maybe a series or two behind, that big spoiler on succession this week started a whole talking point, didn't it, Crossy? You know, is there any it's point in so interesting
8: Do you know what? It's so interesting. I think since I think the reason why this has happened is because Succession has been so massive for HBO Max. Everyone's been talking about it. It hasn't been like normal series where, you know, it's one year, the next year, the next year. There's been big gaps. So people have caught up or people have seen all the posters everywhere. So we all know this is the last season of Succession. Who is going to be the successor of Succession, you could say. And on Monday night, without any spoilers, Sunday slash into Monday, uh, something happened in it and in America all the articles in America were talking about it and usually you know it's kind of spoiler and you kind of hint and it's one of those kind of click here to find out sort of articles. They didn't do that. They spoiled it. Mm -hmm. Then in Ireland because it was a bank holiday Monday anyone who usually watches it you know in the evening time we're watching it at 9 a.m. The kids were up. Everyone was up. They were going, to oh, we may as well watch this. Everyone's talking about it. And the spoiler came out and it's brought this massive debate now as in when is it okay to talk about a TV show, whether it's terrestrial TV or whether it's streaming. And everyone has a different answer for it. Was Everybody. That, and, by
6: the way, uh, was uh, that the last episode, Crussy?
8: No, no, no. There's another six episodes left. So this is the thing, you know, it's a, it's a turning point for this se- for like this season and it's coming to a close and we're going to find out so much over the next while that this massive thing that happened in it really did stop people in their tracks going, oh, come on now, they wouldn't do that. They did it, the writers did it, and people spoiled it. People just, and I, even people who I know that would be very, you know, cryptic on everything what we're talking about, but no, and it, it got people thinking. So if you look at terrestrial television, the mm-hmm. debate started with that. If there's a football match on, you you obviously tweet or Instagram or Facebook Facebook it while it's on and everyone does that. Live T V people seem to think that when the T V is live, you're you're allowed to talk about it because, you know, if it's coronation three degree standards, let's just say it's on at half seven or eight o'clock, you're talking about it, you're not gonna keep stum about it till the following day. But the interesting one is streaming. Because everyone watches it at a different time. You know, when it drops, it's usually when people are going to work or, you know, they're going to bed. They're not going to get up in the middle of the night unless they're a diehard fan. I know The Mandalorian was out on Wednesday. Mm. And again, it came up again. People were talking about massive things that happened in The Mandalorian. The Last of Us, that finished up a couple of weeks ago as well. Again, the same question came up. Is it a thing that people have to start hiding words as to not spoil it? I know Mm. the argument is keep off social media, but... It, why should you keep it off, you know, if if you're going to ruin a series that you've been watching and watching and watching? Yeah. Uh, we've been taking a look at, you know, what's been going, you know, The Sopranos, when that ended, mm. that was a massive ending. Huge, Breaking bad. Huge. Massive ending. And uh, people didn't really talk about it. I often now it wonder seems with, with, with
6: something like that where you got a big... And I, I thought, because I haven't even started su- Succession, and by the time I do, um, I'll have forgotten it. But, like, I thought that was the end of it. So there's more to come. There's more to come. But this is yes, such, a, this is a, such whole... a spoiler. This is such a spoiler. It's a last episode type spoiler.
8: Yes. Yeah, and, and that's it. And, and, and that's it. And I know the cast have been so good in how they've been conducting themselves through interviews on, you know, about the season. They're going, look, just enjoy it. Relax. But I know, I think it's the New York Times or the New York Post posted an article with the actual thing happening in the headline and this was at 8am i think on monday yeah. people are going hang on a second it is literally just out and yeah. um, i know uh, one of the newspapers this week in ireland in our station i was going around turning it upside down because their front page was the spoiler and i went if you're just walking across like walking through the shops you're in duns or spar or whatever and you look at the newspapers the spoiler was right there so it just didn't have to be even Twitter or or on Facebook or Instagram it's just it, it's a mad it's a mad thing that people are debating now how do you stop people from ruining a TV show that you know you invest It's an, yeah. it, the show's an hour long every time so,
6: do you remember when the the American episode would come out on a Thursday night and we wouldn't see it until the following Tuesday On RTE yeah. And we'd know Like sometimes we were Two and three weeks behind And it never came out Because that just wasn't The way of the world At the moment I mean I'm watching uh, The Night Agent At the moment with, with Queen Bee on Netflix Which is fabulous And there were two Massive twists In episode six And I'm thinking What are they going to drop on us Towards the end of this But Yeah You know It, I, it would still ruin it for me You know Will, will people just stop um, Talking I, I, about I, this stuff
8: I, I don't think they will. I think we live in an age now where people want to be first at everything. Whether it's a website, whether it's your own personal social media page, you kind of feel like you have to tell people. You have to you have to be the first. I know TikTok is really bad for it. Like you could be, my other half is mad into The Mandalorian. And every Wednesday... TikTok is not on the phone because they were like, if I go on the phone now, I'm going to see fan accounts, I'm going to see fiction accounts, mm. and they're going to have all the spoilers up. And I think it probably will come to it where people are going to have to start muting words because it doesn't seem to be getting any uh, any better. Um, and I think Succession has been the first one now that people have went, wow, yeah. I cannot believe this has happened, and that people are just—you know—they're not even apologising for it anymore. It's—it's—it's it's, it's mad. And if you ask anyone, like, what, like, what's yours, uh, PJ? If you were—if you were watching a TV show, would you wait till the end of the series to talk about it, or would you be twenty-four
0: hours um, or a week?
6: I—I I do like to. I kind of behave as I'd like people to behave to me. So if I see something yes. like if someone's watching The Night Agent now and they're coming up to episode five or six, I'd say there were two fabulous twists in number six you'll never get them you'll never get them you won't see them coming and they're brilliant but i'd never tell you what they are i'd never tell you who they were who who they're concerned in. and i remember when um oh happy valley was coming to 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 the end there were people trying to tell us oh what happens at the end i don't want to know
8: stop it (laughs) just stop okay and 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 hmm. go on no no as i said about a happy happy valley like that that again was shown how tasteful of it was done. Nobody spoke about it afterwards. You know, they talked about it, but they kind of danced around what happened at the end of it. Yeah. And it seemed, you know, people seemed to respect everything about Happy Valley. Line of Duty as well. I think the only thing about Line of Duty was that people were giving out about the ending. They yeah. didn't say what it was, but they're just saying this was muck. It's just
6: fascinating. The one I don't want spoiled, uh, I, I really don't want it spoiled, and I, I think um, Amazon are being so careful with it, is Star Trek Picard because that's the last yes. season there's about 3 to go and we really don't know is is Jean-Luc going to make it what's going to happen at the end and the, the the way the the way it's beautifully made with nods to all the different generations of star trek and i'm just thinking how are they going to close this off in such a way as to me a lifetime lifetime star trek fan say i'm satisfied with that
8: and that's the scary thing, isn't it? When it comes to, you know, iconic TV shows or iconic series, that would kind of fall under, you know, an iconic, an iconic one. And fans do get angry or do, they do be happy in praise, but it's about how people are going to talk about it online before that. You probably will have to get up first thing in the morning and watch it. Yeah, I, I think that's what you'll probably have I to think do. I so, will
6: probably have to do. <laughs>
8: Listen, you're going on holidays, <laughs> are you? I am off to Lanzarote tomorrow. I'm very I'm, I, I currently, right, it's very strange where I am at the minute. I'm currently standing on the stage of the Olympia, the 3 Olympia what? in Dublin. Um I'm doing a video, I'm doing a video for something that will be revealed very soon, but I'm literally just standing here talking to you and I'm going this is very strange. I'm chatting to you and I'm here looking at 1000 1200 empty seats here in the 3 Olympia and seeing a venue just you know when it's empty that's so iconic oh, great, there's so many it? of them around ireland and you're, head- and you're, you're, head- you're-, you're heading you're heading off to my retirement
6: home be nice to the place
8: <laughs> oh my god i cannot wait 7 a.m tomorrow morning flying over a week and usually when i go over i always have to bring my laptop and do a bit of work there is none of that this this year get over there read
6: and sit in the sun crossy enjoy your holidays we talk again soon spoilers on television do they really spoil it for you because they do for me Fergal doesn't really bother doesn't really bother him very much um, I don't know how Emer feels about spoilers but certainly I know Emer's a huge Succession fan uh, and that one kind of hit you in the fields early in the week And what the hell
3: just happened there Join the conversation This is the Opinion
5: Line with the Cork City Marathon Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie Cork's 96
3: M-
6: we have a new Miss Cork, she was crowned last weekend, Rihanna O'Mahony from Cove And she's had a few days for it now to all settle in The fact that she will be Miss Cork for the next 12 months And carry that title and wear that sash and wear that tiara with pride Is it, is it
14: settling in
6: yet, Rihanna? Morning to you
14: Morning, Fiji, How are you? Um, it has to a degree, but um, every time someone stops me and says congratulations, it still knocks me for six. So I guess it hasn't fully settled yet.
6: The moment when your name was called out, what was that like?
14: It was just total shock and disbelief. I completely thought Rachel had it. So when she was named runner up, I was like, oh my gosh, wait, what's happening? What What's going on now? And I think from that moment onward, I just kind of entered a state of surrealism.
6: So tell us a little bit about yourself. You're a student at UCC Irish and history, and you'd eventually like to teach.
14: Yes, exactly. So second year student um, studying Irish and history. I love both of them. They're such amazing subjects, and I'm really hoping that one day I'll be able to pursue a career in teaching and hopefully spread that love of those subjects onto more people.
6: Your particular love of the Irish language. would you be, would you be a fluent speaker? Will will share a love for good?
14: I would say I'm about nocophongate. I wouldn't give myself full fluency now. My grammar duck can still be a little bit patchy, as I'm sure my Irish grind, Anthony Trindle, can vouch for, yeah. but I make my best efforts with it because I just absolutely love the language.
6: It's great to hear a young person saying that. What What do you love about it, Rena?
14: I think it kind of links in with my love for history, Do you know I have such a massive respect for the history of Irish independence and our ancestors and I think that respect kind of links into a love for language and kind of a pride in its survival and kind of a respect for all that type of stuff.
6: Have you a historical hero or heroine?
14: God, to pick just one is a bit of a, um, I would have to say I went to on Fairshake for my first to fourth year of secondary education so I'd have to go with Patrick Pierce. Yeah,
6: great school dad great school. Yes
14: absolutely amazing.
6: So an exciting year ahead.
14: Absolutely I can't wait to get stuck in as soon as my exams are finished.
6: Oh yeah when, when are they?
14: they? Uh, Start of May until the 14th.
6: Okay so you're filling up a very big diary after that. Exactly. <laughs> There's a lot to be done but I mean we talked a few times last year with your predecessor uh, Saoirse. It's a
3: busy year.
14: Yeah, it's already kind of starting to fill up in the old diary. Do you know, it's going to be a bit of a juggle between work and college and doing all the Miss Ireland bits. But you know what? It's such a privilege to have that struggle of doing it. Like how many girls get to say they can do this? Yeah.
6: Will you continue to try and study or will you be finished?
14: No, I'd be going into third year. So it'll be my third year of college. So um, that's my final year of arts. So yeah. it'll be it'll be a busy one. But you know what? You only live once you have to do it.
6: it ain't that the truth. And when is the Miss Ireland then?
14: So in September, we don't have a date yet, but um, it'll be sometime around then. You know,
6: some people look at things like Miss Cork and Miss Ireland and Miss World and all that, and they say it's it's old hat and it's past it. You've, you've just donned the crown of Miss Cork. It's not, is it?
14: I don't think so. I think the Miss World pageant slogan of beauty with a purpose really speaks how it's still relevant. Like, it's not all about looking the best or being a certain body type or anything like that. It's about using the confidence you get from looking good and feeling good into supporting causes that are close to your heart. And, you know, it's all about confidence. It's not so much about appearance. Yeah.
6: You're not a huge fan. You'll have to use it. But you're not a huge fan of the old social media.
14: Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a massive fan of it. But at the same time, the last few days even have kind of showed me the positive side of it. Do you know Like All the positive messages I've been getting from everyone Like I haven't received A single Negative message So I've really been able To see the positive side of it Now in the last couple of days But of course I'm still all for Keeping it real And not just Showing the highlights
6: Because that's the thing It can be a nasty place are you, are you prepared For how nasty it can get As you go out there To represent us
14: I think I'm just going to have to be, you know, I'm really lucky to have grown up with my mom and dad kind of teaching me that, you know, anyone's nastiness or negativity, it's all coming from a place of like self-hate. So you can only go out with kindness and anyone's negativity coming towards you. It's not personal. It's coming from a place of personal problems. And, you know, all you can do is kind of take it with kindness. And move on and not let it negatively affect you.
6: It says more about them than it does about you. And once you remember that, you're you're doing doing all right. We share an interest, you and me, Downton Abbey fan. Oh, love it.
14: (laughs) As much as I love the old Irish language, I'm all for Irish independence. I absolutely love a bit of Downton Abbey.
6: Now, have you chosen, because I know the last, when I was reading about you in the paper at the weekend, you, you hadn't chosen a charity for yourself. Have you chosen one?
14: So I've been in contact with the Irish Guide Dogs um, and I'm hoping to get to work with them now going into Miss, going into Miss Ireland. Um, I'm going out to visit their facility on Model Farm Road next week.
6: Is there a particular reason why, why they're of interest?
14: Um, My grandfather, Michael Nan, he was a vet and he had great involvement with them when he was alive and 16 years ago when he passed away, he said in lieu of flowers, he would rather we all make a donation to the guide dog. So every year on his anniversary, we do that. So I'm sure it would mean a lot to my granny Jacqueline if we were, if I was able to work with them.
6: Yeah, I think I might have spoken to your mum in a previous occasion. She had a wedding cake business, hasn't she?
14: Yes, she used to be um, Ali at Millish. So she's Ali Tullnan and right now she's studying art in CSN.
6: Great. A very studious family.
14: Oh, absolutely.
6: <laughs> and and is the love of history came from Dad, did it?
14: Yes. My dad is a history fanatic. He has always had a great interest in history and geography, and he kinda of spurred me on to um, go and do it in college.
6: All right. Well, we'll talk more than once during the year. You and I, we always catch up with Miss Cork here Amazing. on the opinion line. Uh August Canarian and
14: Girl Mau.
6: Slon. So new uh, Miss Cork, Rina. we will chat with her. During the year, I have no doubt.